Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Big Week in Gaming podcast. And yes, yes it is. It is a Big Week in Gaming. I'm Intergot for episode 21 on Sunday the 6th of December 2020. As always, joined by the number one contender in the world for the best Xbox RPG player, Swinney. Yo. <laughs> and uh, now, I think officially, one of the co-hosts of the show, no longer foe of the podcast, Mike. Hello! All it took was my mom to sleep with you, and ta-da! I'm officially on the podcast. This is great. In, in this Thanks, week's mom. show, we'll be discussing uh, some big news around Bioware, uh, Sony, and uh, some interesting insights around single-player games, and then our predictions for this week's Game Awards. Some corrections up front, Swinney, I see. Yeah, so this what? was less of a correction and more just... I just had a, a mind blank at the time. So mentioned Shadows of the Damned, and it was developed by a super group of developers, uh, being Suda51, uh, Ikiru Yamaoka, and I'm like, uh, and I think some guy from EA, I, I said. <laughs> so it was actually yeah. Shinji Mikami, like <laughs> the one, oh. of the, one of the biggest, <laughs> you know, uh, best-known Japanese, uh, Japanese devs. So I thought oh, I'd, okay. I'd put that into correction. So th- these are these are. I'm going to argue these aren't even almost corrections. <laughs> That's how pedantic we are. Well, saying some guy from EA annoyed me after. I'm like, well, he is some guy from I EA. Think... I mean, is he from but, EA though? No, he was. He's not from EA. He's not. Oh, from okay, EA. that is no. correction. Okay. That is correction. Yeah. What is he yeah. from? Capcom. Other than Japan. Well, uh, he was Capcom at the time, but then ah. I think he'd already gone um, independent at that point. But anyway. Okay. Um, probably, I don't know if he was technically platinum then, but, um, and the second correction is, okay, here's a bit of a, a wishy-washy one, but I wanted to kind of clarify. Mm. Um, so we talked about Hyperdimension Neptunia as part of our going through our possible games for our game of some other year, 2011 shortlist. And it came up in my list for some reason. And that's because I was basing stuff off the Western release dates, not mm. Japanese release dates. Right. Um, so it was definitely a 2010 in a release in Japan, but it was a 2011 release outside of Japan. Whew. Oh, thank God for those corrections. Well, man. But, I we mean, nearly like... got sued by EA and all of Japan. <laughs> no, no, but I, I think we did. I, I always said the premise is we'll go by what Wikipedia has argued internally. Cause they do right. argue this stuff. Um, and what they display, and they definitely display it as 2010. So, like, See, but, I mean, but, what do you think, Sweeney? We should usually go by the Western release, which is very I, I anti-Asian, by the way. I thought that's what we'd agreed upon months ago. That's why it's nah. taken that date. No, no, because I, I always said, like, you know, I think if it's a notable release, like, because, you know, in retrospect, most people now look at, you know, in the retro community, when the game came out in Japan as the basis for when the game came out. I mean, like, look at Mario 35, right? Like, that's a global celebration. That's based on the Japanese release date, not the American one. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, I don't, point, right? any, cool whatever. I don't think there's any... I don't think there's any games... I think you guys overthinking it. Yeah, I don't think there's oh, any yeah. games on our... Um, <laughs> that's what we do. Games <laughs> on our short this list is our that, <laughs> that fall into the bucket of 20... Oh, was it 2011 or not? So it was more just a clarification. So Fair enough. Well, fair it doesn't enough. matter anyway. Dead Island's the winner, so whatever. <laughs> and uh, have you guys been playing any games this week? Oh yes. Wait, sorry. Do you, do you want to go first, Winnie? Because I've got a long list. It's been a very well, give big us the week highlights if you. Can. I want I want to hear your long list. Okay, oh. my long list. Okay, so starting off with Morbid, the Seven Acolytes. So that just came out. I 
played it on Switch. I don't know how far into it I am because I have no idea. And there's not even guides or anything. And I'm not even going to use anything to spoil the game. It's pretty good. It's like a 2D top-down Dark Souls-Z inspired Souls-like difficulty kind of game. Wait, uh, wait. It's a Dark Souls inspired Souls-like? Yes. Well, yeah, because you got to <laughs> clarify now because... Because it's closer to Dark Souls than other Souls like can, can I, can I that were inspired Sorry, Mike, by Mike. Dark Souls. You've already generated the title for the show. Oh God! What was it? It was like I'm sick of my stupidity generating free titles for the show. This is just uh, Souls inspired Souls like. Was that what the Dark Souls inspired Souls like? Yes. So another another. Well, actually, no, this isn't Souls inspired at all. Uh, I've been playing the Borderlands Sorry. collection. Jumping between them, as you can tell, I'm, I'm trying to move on from that topic. You guys, oh, all right? Do, do you need a moment? It's so funny. Dark Souls inspired, Souls inspired, Souls like. Sorry, go on. <sighs> so where was I? Now I lost my train of thought. Shows off the rails already. Uh, awesome. So, so that was the first one, which which is good. I recommend. Uh, it's not it's not perfect. I think there's a few things that could have been improved. But for so, what? So, sorry, you're talking really about good. Borderlands One. Yeah, I've no, actually I'm talking lost about track Morbid. of what you're talking about. Oh, I'm okay, talking about Morbid. Okay. I'm talking about the Souls like game. <laughs> okay. I started off with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then Borderlands, and I've been switching between all three. So that's on the Switch as well. So that's that's the game of the year edition of number one which I think I predominantly played. Then I gave number two a go, and then I gave um, the prequel, pre-sequel a go as well. How, and then, how do you find really it good. on the Switch? Because to me, that's like... Pretty good. That just yeah. feels like the worst place to play it. You. That's what I thought too. And first-person shooters generally don't really work very well on the Switch, in my opinion. Mm. Or on For console. multiple reasons. <clears throat> or on consoles. PC but I have the... I use the, uh, the, the Hori sticks instead of the standard Joy-Cons. Oh, and I think that's pad, made it a split, little bit better. The Split Pad Pro? Is that, is that, is that what that... it's called? I think that's what it's We've called. We've covered it multiple know. times. <laughs> it's one of our best performing videos. Thing. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, that's that's the one then. Yes, I've been using And we that. were going to cut the story. <laughs> Pretty good. No rumble, but I can live without it. And it's... I think it just makes it feel more like a proper controller. Especially because, yeah. again, we've covered this in the past. I have fairly big hands. And the normal Joy-Cons are just super tiny for me. It's super uncomfortable. So anyway, I played yeah, they those. Are, they are ridiculously small to play. Way too small. Uh, FPS. like again, Especially I, for FPS, yeah. Apart from Halo, playing FPSs on console just never has worked in my mind. Uh, it works with a whole bunch of things. I mean, look, the, one of the biggest things that's coming out, which is Cyberpunk, I think a lot of people are going to get that on console. Oh, of course, but I'm definitely in not. F- in fact, my worry about that game, very, very tiny worry, is that half of it, well, not half, I think predominantly it's going to be a first-person shooter, really, but then the other big chunk of it is driving, and I feel like a keyboard and mouse just doesn't really work very well in driving games. So, I'm like, do, do I switch between them? Will I have the <laughs> controller on my desk, and when I get into the car, I can grab it, and I use the controller for that? I, could actually I don't know how I'm going to do that. I could totally do that, and then if I have to shoot... While driving, I'll put the controller down quickly, and then I'll, I'll switch to the mouse and keyboard again. I do, I do like how you're calling us pedantic when you're talking about switching what? I want control the best modalities. Experience. I want to have the best experience possible by having the worst experience possible to achieve the best experience possible. Uh, so, so that was that. Then I also played more of Hot Pursuit, 
I am, I, I guess, getting, I wouldn't say close to the end, but I'm, you know, I'm getting all the good supercars and all of that stuff. So, so I must be getting close to the end-ish of that. Yeah. And that, that made me grab Need for Speed Heat because, as we all know, and I think we did announce this on a previous week, all the EA titles are now part of Game Pass Ultimate. So well, all, no, 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 not all. The not games. all. Sorry, the ones that were on the EA list, I think, the were basic, all brought into the it. basic plan. The basic plan. God, I don't even know what plans there are anymore. Anyway, the, even the basic plan, I have to admit, is really cool. It's it's, yeah. it's added a bunch of titles that I think are really worth playing. So I thought I'd, I'd try my luck at, at Heat again. I played it a while back on PC, never really finished it. Started again on on console. Pretty good. Very very fun little game. Um, then I also started playing Abzu which I had for a while, I think. Just never really had the time to play it. Pretty cool, chill game. Awesome music. Have you guys played that one? No. Yes. Yes. Cool. Yeah, it's, it's you... pretty neat. It's very neat. It's like, it's just, it's, it's, it, it's like Journey, kind of, so far anyway. Maybe a little more involving so, than Journey was. So, but... Mike, considering you've got a PlayStation 5, maybe yeah, you should pick up it. the new game from the developers of Absu. Oh, which is... The Pathless. The Pathless, okay. I'll look into it. And so wait, have what you else? played your PS5 at all? I haven't in the last week, no. it's. <laughs> I just it's think about all the people out there. Paperweight. I know, like I know, it's desperate. horrible. I feel bad about that. <laughs> but I'm also not one of those people that wants to take advantage of the situation and put it on eBay for twice as much as I paid. So I'm like, well, you know, what can I do? I just... Just too many other things to do. Plus, I was trying to do a little filming of it, sort of like a B-roll for my YouTube channel. And since then, it's just been sitting on on the desk unused. I know it's it's super entitled. I'm sorry to anyone who didn't get a chance to get it. Are you going to build a PS5 out of Lego? No, I'm not building one out of Lego. No, no, <laughs> I just wanted to do like a cool B-roll filming unboxing video thing just to try out some new effects. Wait, wait you've already unboxed it. Well, I'm re- re-unboxing it. I, I boxed <laughs> it up, and I'm going to re-unbox it. It's a fake it. unboxing for it's you. A fa- oh, really? You're telling me that all those unboxings on YouTube <laughs> aren't real? Just like this? No way. Scam and artist. then I played, I played a bunch of other things, but one of the other ones that I played was the Leisure, leisure, yeah, leisure Suit Larry, Wet Dreams Don't Dry. Now, I never actually played, which is weird, you you guys must be shocked knowing me that I never actually played the originals. And so I went into this thinking, oh, I heard about this game quite a lot. I played a bunch of different adventure games, but for some reason, never this one. And it's actually not bad. I'm not going to spoil anything about it, but it's surprisingly, look, it's silly in many ways, but the premise of it is really cool. So again, without spoiling anything, you wake up as Larry and he's kind of it's sort of breaking that fourth wall where he's conscious of the fact that he hasn't been around for like the last, last two decades or whatever since the last game was made. And, and, and he's sure aware of that within the, the game. The world's changed, yeah. Yeah, and the world's changed and everything's weird and people have mobile phones and they but go more, on dates. More so that that sense of humor is very on the nose at the moment, right? Yeah, I guess. So it doesn't deal with that? It, the fact that, well, like that basically that game is like... Cannon fodder. For it deals with it, but it's it's weird. It it, it look. I, I'm going to reserve my judgment until I finish it. So maybe by next week, I'll I'll talk about it properly. But so far, it's been pretty good. 
it's it's stupid in many ways as you'd expect for the kind of game that it is but at the same time it's actually relatively clever in in some of the stuff it talks about so i think it's quite good uh and yeah that's that's i played a bunch of other ones but i'm not i i think i finished avici in vector by finished i got to the hard mode and then it just gets too hard to actually you know i'm old i can't uh, you know i found out that i had that, that game on um you have it on amazon prime i think i got it as part of amazon prime you wait what how how does that work prime uh, so if you have an amazon prime account yes you can get free games every month or every few weeks <gasps> how did i not know that Oh, see, so Swinny, I was going to cover that as part of the bargain bin, but you told oh, me not nice. to. nice. Okay, well, see, thank you, Swinny. I could have had all this free games. I'm sure I did, but I don't remember it. <laughs> I like that. I remember it so vividly because I'm like, ah, oh, like, I think it's it's a good service. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, I didn't remember saying that. It's a great service. Yeah. Maybe that's okay. all the emails I've been ignoring that keep okay, saying well, you have these I was thinking, benefits you don't need. As you're saying that, I'm like, well, why don't we mention that in the in the bargain bin? Well, now we just mentioned it. <laughs> really? <sighs> That's awesome. I think so, I have to say, even since we started the podcast, it feels like so many more people are on Amazon Prime than before, like 20 so weeks ago. Was that because of the lockdowns? Everyone's been I jumping so. on Amazon? I think yeah, so, probably. Maybe. Bezos yeah. is laughing. So, Intigot, been playing any games? Uh, yes, yes. So, I mean, like one thing, you know, we're going legit, boys. We've got, like, I'm reviewing a game that hasn't come out on the specific platform can't say you anything more than that teasing me with that yeah we'll cover it next week <sighs> and um what is it yeah the review will be going up on oh, I, yeah maybe i shouldn't even say the, the site but yeah there'll be a site that will post a review um okay. and then the other one is uh yeah went through gato Roboto 100 percent. so i'll cover that review later just probably a short review and then the other one was uh i've been playing a little bit of half-life one okay cool. what made cool. you so, I don't remember. I've, I've lost track if I've said this on the podcast or <laughs> in private, but I bought uh, Half-Life Alex. Yes, um, you did mention that. Oh, sorry, I did talk about it last week on the show. Yep. Um, yeah, so just in preparation for that, I guess, in a weird way, um, I'm going to play through all the Half-Life games before playing through Half-Life Alex, even though I know it's a prequel, but I just really? thought it'd be a good thing to do. Okay. And I have to say, like... I'm not your I, mom. You do whatever you want. But I don't get it, because there's so many other games that you have that you were saying where you were, you were going to play, and now you're playing something that you've already played <laughs> multiple times just to play the third installment when you can just look it up on the internet to refresh yourself on the story. I'm not sure if people... I don't even think there's, quick. like, a need to anyway, but when I are you going to get around to playing Dark Souls? I think I think as it goes to gaming. When are you nothing... going to move out and get a get get a girlfriend and buy a house? Okay, <laughs> you can't keep living with us. Okay, <sighs> I, I, I think as it pertains to gaming, nothing is a a, a need. Everything's a want, right? But um, uh, look, I, you know they're awesome games, and and I'm playing oh, yeah. the original version of Half Life, not like Black Mesa. Although I would want to play that one day. Um, and man, the game holds up so well. Like it's it is. insane it's crazy, to me yeah. how well Half-Life holds up. Like I was only going to play the first, like literally just, you know, on the, on the sort of elevator, travelator thing and then stop playing. And I just kept playing and playing and gone to the next section. I'm like, I've got to stop this because I've got to do right, other things. Awesome. But man, it's a really good game. Like, geez, it's a good game. It's so, a, a so, no, I'm, I'm actually reason. looking forward to, uh, yeah, getting through more of it. Oh, I forgot. You just reminded me. I got into Control. 
you were talking about it, and I'm like, oh, let's check it out. It's now on Game Pass. And that was one of those games that I found. I only played sort of relatively near the start, but I struggled to put it down and go to sleep. It was, it was yeah. really cool. So, I mean, we'll cover it in the bargain bin, but I ended up yep. buying the Ultimate Edition for PC because, you know, number one, I've only got the PC version of Game Pass, and then number two, it's the standard version, not the Ultimate version. And I really want the Ultimate version for the DLC, so... That's yeah, fine. I'm happy to pay. I got it for a good price, so I'm happy with that. So, what about you, Swinny? What have you been? What RPGs have you been playing? Uh, <laughs> I have actually. Well, te- technically, one of them is an RPG, but it's not been a very RPG-heavy week for me. Um, ah, I did finish Dark Souls, so yeah, I guess you call that. But um, it's you know, I was near the end anyway last week, so I just finished that off. That's always... that was so quick. That's incredible how quick you went through that. It's always fun. Um, been playing a lot of Valhalla this week, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, um, kind of making up for me kind of just being a little, um, I guess, lacking in the time I spent with it. Um, and that game is still great. Um, yeah, it's, what can I say? It's, it's I love me some Assassin's Creed. Now, I've also been... Uh, a, been playing a couple of games for our game of some other year feature oh nice so for the very mm-hmm. first time i've never played it before i am playing batman arkham city nice. oh, oh, can, can i just it? say quickly i booted it up because i'm also you know scheduling all these games to play for game of some other year 2011 mm. and i started playing it i'm like i've fully beaten this game like i think 100 percented it so <laughs> i'm like wow oh, okay so yeah, well, what, what do you, you think just of it forgot? so far Ah, no, no, I get that. No, no, no. Like what I'll say is with the Arkham games, to me, the first two blend in a little bit in my mind. So yeah, I've got sure. the same problem. Yeah. So, and I've definitely beaten the first one and hundred percented that. So it's interesting that they blend because I've, yeah. And no, I've we'll... got the same problem. They do in my head. I, it, I don't know why they, yeah, it's one in the same game, even though it's three different games. So I'll, um, yeah. So I'm going to play through that. I don't know how how much time I'll spend on it. Um, but I want oh. to at least play enough of it to be able to talk to it. Um, it's worth finishing. There's some really good bits. Yeah. So that's, I've been playing on PC. Um, I had already had that. I just never loaded it up. Um, and the other game I've, uh, p- I picked up on Xbox one. I only ever played number three. The original number three is ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom three. So oh, cool. Hey, can we play on... each other in that game? Uh, do you hey. own it on Xbox one? Oh, can you get it on PC? <laughs> you own an Xbox One? No, I'll never buy an Xbox One. Why not? Because I might as well get a Series X at that point. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> just yeah, so, but so they're, not, being... they're, not, they're not in a bargain bin. You only ever buy bargain stuff. That's, That's cheap. That's true. That's All right, so true. So, mm. so, about Marvel vs. Capcom 3. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, sorry. So, yeah, oh. so I've been playing. I've always struggled with the versus games a bit uh, just because they just play so differently to let's say, a vanilla Street Fighter formula. Mm. Um, so the it's I will say that for me initially, it's kind of, it's always that thing of, oh, I've got to relearn how I approach playing a fighting game, playing a versus game. But mm, yeah. I, I mean, obviously, it's a it's a fantastic game. Um, and the roster that they have in that is just incredible. I love it so much. And the last game I've been playing is... Oh, just, just before you move on, you know how we were having that argument about you know, that game versus uh, Marvel versus Capcom 2. Hmm. And then you were talking about uh, okay. Maximilian. What's his name? Maximilian. I always forget. I watch his channel, but I always Maximilian forget Maximilian Dude, yeah. Yeah, Maximilian Dude. That's it. Sorry. 
And, you know, I was like, because I'm still pretty sure that he thinks that Marvel vs. Capcom 2 is the best one. And then through his channel, like literally the day after we had that argument, he was like covering how much he loves Marvel vs. Capcom 3 specifically. <laughs> yeah, <I laughs> and know. then he had like I a know. tournament and everything. I was like, oh I, my God. I knew that when I was saying it, so... And I look at how sneaky you are. You just let me oh. into your little trap. Yeah, because um, you want the, the annoying thing, a slightly annoying thing about doing a podcast with you guys, is you will not talk about gaming related stuff outside of the podcast now. <laughs> it's so <laughs> annoying. I want, like I want to share something or talk about something, and I can't. But okay. like you guys will not say anything until Sunday hits. Uh, All much. right, just to just to wrap up Suck. what I what I was playing, just because we're we're getting a little long in the tooth, was um I. <laughs> Gone back to and played lost heaps and heaps of Picross. Um, so Intercop oh, nice. kind of inspired me to get back into Picross games, which have always been a love of mine. And I even, um, as part of Games Some Other Year, I'm also uh, gone and got my 2DS, not a 3DS, um, to play a bunch of the... There's two games on our shortlist, uh, Super Mario 3D Land and Mario Kart 7. And as part of that, I'm also going to play, uh, start playing Picross 3D again on that. So that's oh, that's really cool. Nice. Um, but I will say this this week is kind of crazy because not only has Dragon Quest joined Game Pass, but there's you know like spoiler alert, Greedfall is also on there. So on PC, so there's just so many games coming out, and it's it's great. It's like it's great to have so many choices to of games to play. So. It's really good value, isn't it? Uh, in Intergot Game Pass, Ooh, still debatable for me. <laughs> Yeah. Although well, I am going to play you and the seven dollars you saved so far. Well, let's let's cover in the bargain bin. But yeah, I'm really looking forward to Doom Eternal because I love okay. Doom 2016. Don't love that I have to call it Doom 2016, but yeah, I do love Doom 2016. Yeah, we need, right, well, we need to talk about that one one day about games that are getting a reboot and it's the same name as the original game, and it just makes it confusing for I, I many different reasons. The whole segment you've done it <laughs> just then. It's confusing. That's I don't it, think period. there's much more to That's say outside on. of that. <laughs> All right, let's get into the first piece of news. Um, yes. So, huge news this week, uh, and Massive not so news. great. Uh, thanks for the commentary, Mike. Um, <laughs> not not so great news for Bioware, I think. We did cover just recently that um, the the announcement of uh, the Mass Effect collection uh, on PS4, PC, and Xbox, but then also that they are making. Uh, a new Mass Effect game, and it's going to be helmed by veterans. That's how it was described. And that was from the studio head, um, Casey Hudson. And then, yeah. unfortunately, we had news this week that Casey Hudson, who had come back to Bioware and to run the studio, and also the Dragon Age EP, Mark Dura, uh, have both left the company this week. Um, not Not really specific reasons as to why they've left. They haven't said so, anything, have they? Hudson had left prior, so in 2014, and rejoined in 2017. But yeah, this this is not a great sign, I don't think, for either of these games. And lots of strange commentary coming out, but it pretty pretty much feels unanimous that everyone's really concerned about Bioware and really how their next game performs is probably going to sort of make or break the studio. What what do you think think of this news? uh, I think... Oh, you go first. (laughs) You sound so disappointed. (laughs) What do you think about this news, Mike? No, no, you go first, please. Oh, oh come on! I, I gave you the ball. <laughs> All right. Uh, th- I mean, this isn't. This isn't. There's no positive spin on this. Um, mm. Yeah, there is. I'm. I'm always. <laughs> I'm always of the mind that if one person leaves a studio, even if it's a super important person, I normally don't automatically 
treat it as a bad thing because like we all leave, we've all left jobs before, right? We all move on, we all make change in our lives. But when you've got two senior, massively influential senior well, figures the head of the studio. at the same time. Like, yeah, but it's the fact that they're both leaving at the same time yeah. is what makes me go, Oh, wait, something's not right here. Um and I'm I'm not so concerned about Dragon Quest in many ways. Um it's Dragon more... Age. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, Dragon Age. Dragon You've got it on your correct. mind. You're like, I can't right, wait to I'm, play this no, game. Note no, no, that correction down for next week, even though you've already corrected no, yeah, you already better corrected correct it. Yourself already on corrected the next it. Yeah. So <laughs> not so concerned about Dragon Age for some reason. Um, I really I'm wish more... you said Dragon Quest again. <laughs> Why are you I'm not more... concerned though? Because you're really into those games. Well, let, let him make his point. Yeah, okay. I'm more concerned about Mass Effect because we've already mm. seen a, a dark period for the Mass Effect series. That's why I'm more concerned about Mass Effect than Dragon Age. Dragon Age has kind of gone from strength to strength, not from my personal love of the games, but more so of the series and, and the general consensus. Mm. So this, yeah, the new Mass Effect, it's going to be... Uh, I, I, I wonder if that changes their plans or, yeah, it's not good. What do you think, Mike, so, when, when this came out, this news? Well, okay, so so to me, Bioware kind of lost what Bioware represented to me, having grown up on a bunch of different Bioware games a, a while ago. So, you know, the latest Mass Effect wasn't as bad, I think, as people made it out to be. It just wasn't the Mass Effect that I remembered the series mm. as being. And I think the direction that they took it in some ways just didn't really gel with a lot of people. And, you know, once you found out the reasoning behind that and the fact that, you know, half the studio, from my understanding, started working on Anthem and a lot of the people that were working on Mass Effect got pulled to that, which would have been fine if Anthem wasn't such a half-ass feeling game when it did come out. It, it just felt like it, it was very shallow compared to what people expected. Um, probably also the reason why you can get copies for a dollar now in a lot of places. Yeah, which is incredible. Um, so that was really disappointing. So it was disappointing that, you know, that the existing IP that they had didn't really go anywhere. And on top of that, the new IP that they were trying to create in which they invested a ton of resources didn't really go anywhere either. So I kind of, I, I feel like Bioware have lost what they had as being a great studio, you know, a while ago so this could almost unless you know they they pull a miracle out of a out of a hat um could almost be the downfall of bioware in that sense so hopefully not we'll see i, th I think the cool thing is that maybe someone like casey is going to move on and maybe create his own studio or maybe do do a, an awesome project somewhere else um Obviously, I have no idea why he left. I don't know if it was political. I don't know if he just wanted a career change. We'll see. But it'd be kind of cool if someone like him um, and his leadership would go on to create a cool new IP somewhere oh, else. Could you could you imagine if Obsidian snapped him up? Oh, that'd be sick. Like, mm. with the amount of projects they've got going on and yeah. the, them increasing the scale of the studio, that, like, yeah, if they did, that would be a huge get. But that'd be pretty cool. The... When you say, oh, you know, the downfall, I mean, we've got to remember that Dragon Age is very far into production, yeah. so far that they've already announced that at the Game Awards that they're actually going to be, it's there's going to be some presence from Dragon Age. Now, I don't know if that means we'll finally get an actual proper look at the game and not kind of just the pre-production mm. stuff we've shown. 
So the fact that that is already so far, you know, I, I that's why also I'm not so worried about Dragon Age because I already know that the backbone of the game is 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 happening there. But yeah, it's it's not good news though. It's not, and I I feel like again, Mass Effect is an interesting example because I didn't find the latest Andromeda to be that bad. I actually thought it was a, a pretty I, decent I like game. Andromeda. Yeah. yeah, it's just I think the problem is people's mentality and people's expectations just weren't met. And you might find that now people are really wary of Bioware because of constant stuff that's happened with the last few games that they made, that they'll be a lot more critical of a game like like Dragon Age, more so than they probably should be. So, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I like the only thing I'll just add, and I won't go into the sort of nth degree of um, the background to it all, but there was a really weird exchange with one of the voice actors who did like I and again I don't really want to go into the full specifics of it all but um one of the voice actors from uh you know the Bioware games basically had a crack at Mark Dara um and you know it was you know oh this guy's super political and it's the best thing that is left and yeah there was a lot of back and forth on Twitter with literally the, the, the people involved um so yeah, it just seems like it, it's gotten really messy at, at Bioware, right? Like, so and I, if, yeah, I don't know, it's, it's a real worry just the way if, it's all structured at the moment. If anyone needs, I guess, just a, a true understanding of how important these two people were to Bioware, the video that I found to play in the YouTube uh, clip B-roll of for this story, the first two talking heads. Casey Hudson and Mark Dara. <laughs> I'm like, this is perfect. Cool. Yeah. But it just goes to show how important they were. Oh, yeah, they were massive. Massive influence. Yeah, it's... Yeah. I don't... I like, just the history of EA as well, they've just got a propensity to shut down studios doesn't matter how big it is. And yeah, yep. just, I think you're probably right, Swinney. Dragon Age 4 probably land okay, at least, you'd think, because it's so mature. You'd hope anyway. And then maybe that will just keep it going for a while, so... All right, well, let's get into our next piece of news, um, just around Microsoft. So, quite quite interesting news, actually, actually I think. So, they've uh, acquired Smash.gg, or Smash.gg, as most people call it. So, for those that don't know, Smash.gg launched back in 2015, and it's a way to manage and run tournaments. So, this could be either online or offline, and it's pretty much become the standard um for you know like any tournament really you can even run your local tournament and many people do there's lots of really cool integrations with it, it even has like history and background into competitors um so that that's why it's even kind of gotten bigger because you know if you use it then it links to other tournaments that have been run so then you can easily do brackets uh when you are setting up tournaments and microsoft has acquired them which kind of kind of interesting and i think most of the impetus obviously if you think about the name smash.gg uh is very much from the smash community but it has branched out so i'll see rocket league tournaments run with smash.gg and you know i think it's just used for anything these days but what do we think about mike just you know what this means for microsoft and like what are they doing in this space Honestly, can I defer that question to Swinney? Because I, I, haven't, I haven't even heard of Smash.gg. Oh, okay. I, I know you intentionally picked on me because I'm the last person to give a shit about esports. No, I was, I was rewarding you for not like uh, interrupting. But you're oh, not interrupting because you have nothing why, to say. Why thank you? It's a character, character <laughs> okay, speech. so one thing about me that 
that our, our dear listeners might not know, I'm really not into esports. Probably because I'm not into sports, period. I just don't find oh. it fascinating watching other people do stuff like that. I mean, why not just do it yourself? Why not go out and <laughs> kick a ball? Why not go well, out and, and hit, a, I... hit, hit a ball with a tennis racket? You know, why, why watch someone else play something? Go play yourself. But that's, that's like saying, why would you go to a concert? Just play music at home. Well, no, that's Are different because you... you can't play music yourself. That's the point because a lot of well, these no, athletes, they do stuff you I can't do. I still don't get it. <laughs> All right. Well, this isn't a discussion it. around the concept of sports. Um, <laughs> no, no, it, it's it's it's, it it's a discussion around the concept of watching other people do stuff instead of just having a go at doing it yourself. But this isn't just about yeah. watching. This Smash GG is about people competing in tournaments. Yeah, but the whole thing, the whole the whole esports e- thing. I- I'm the resident. I just don't get esports. I know, but esports isn't just about the viewers. It's also about the competitors. I still don't get what it. Saying about the but that's exactly no, what you're no, saying. Okay, so Why Mike, don't you Mike. go out and play a game yourself? That's what they're doing. No, correct, Mike. So yeah, but they use the, the listeners to play yeah. the sport. Yes. <laughs> I feel like you don't understand what I just said, but anyway. No, I didn't. It's like in, in one ear out the other. I just okay, really don't right. care about esports. Let me, let me so... give my thoughts about this then. Uh, that all right? So let, let's let's learn to never talk to Mike about esports again. No, we, we could talk about it. I just won't say anything because I have no opinion on it um, other than it's just not my thing. The My first reaction to this kind of was, oh, no, Mixer? You know, like I thought mm. of Mixer straight away. What um, never happened to Mixer? Is this still around? Did they it. shut it down completely? Oh, yeah. I did too. I can't remember the original name of Mixer off the top of my head, but, um, you know, at some point, you know, they I think they will rename Smash.gg. But mm. um, it's... I think the difference with Mixer here is that, um, you know, like Smash.gg is, if not the leading, but one of the most leading platforms for this, whereas Mixer yeah. was not the stream, leading streaming platform. Um, wow. So... I've never even heard of it. This is amazing. It's like this entire part of <laughs> gaming that I'm just completely oblivious to. So well, I, need to, I, I, need to I find it funny more. that you, you find it shocking that you don't want to know anything about esports so you don't know stuff about esports and now you're shocked about stuff well I'm, no i'm just shocked i've never even come, come across it do you know do you know there's gambling you know on I mean? esports mike i i'm aware of that and you know how and much i love gambling so victorians were arrested like you know in your state were arrested and it became an international heard, story yes. for match fixing yes i did i did hear oh, of okay, that there you go you've, you've got some awareness i do so, you know this would be quite ironic that one day i'll end up I can just see. I, I can just see how this is going to pan out. I start by saying uh, esports, blah blah blah. Who cares about esports? And one day I'll own my own esports team. So, yeah, play Mike, Strike. Mike, if there were, if if you know, I'm sure there's probably something out there. But if there were esports centered around stuff like the F1 games, or no, nah, still wouldn't watch it. Really, couldn't really? care less. No, no, play no, it? not watching play playing. I'm saying, would you be interested in the idea of? Oh, competing are, in it. People are having a tournament yeah. in nah. F1. Nah. Wouldn't <laughs> okay. watch it, wouldn't compete in it. Couldn't care less. Okay. Okay. All right. Look like how violent you are about it. I'm not violent. I just legit just don't care about it. So I used to do competitive tennis when I was when I was younger. Really? And I used to play Yeah, I used to play weekly comps and everything. And I didn't I didn't mind it, but 
again, it's because I actually got to partake in it. Mm. But watching tennis, I always found <laughs> that boring. My parents were like, oh, the Australian <laughs> Open's on. You should go check out the Australian Open. I was always like, I just don't find it interesting <sighs> watching people hit the ball. I'd rather actually hit the ball myself. <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay. All right. Intergot, what are your thoughts on Microsoft acquiring Smash GG? Yeah, look, like, I, I think, uh, you know, the point you were making just around Smash, Smash.gg is essentially the Twitch, you know, like, versus the Mixer in this situation. It What's is Twitch? Dominant. Stop it. It is, the, <laughs> it is the dominant platform in this space. And I just wonder with Xbox, if they'll look to then integrate it directly into Xbox One, or sorry, Xbox Series. Um, and I guess essentially it would be Xbox One because it's the same UI, right? They um, will. They'll integrate it for for a year and then they'll shut it down. No, I don't think this one would. I, mm, I don't think that calling that it now. No, because this is already the 2021. This is already the popular platform. So I, yeah, and I, I don't think Microsoft has had a propensity to mess around with the formula too much. You know, they've uh, people have kind of forgotten they've they've acquired LinkedIn. Uh, they've acquired Skype, and they haven't really stuffed around with those platforms. If anything, well, to me, they probably they haven't shut invested Skype down. Sorry, I thought they were like? shutting Skype down. Skype, it was being shut down. If it's not already shut down, I think down. Skype for business has been suns- is being sunsetted. But I think regular mm. Skype is yeah, regular life. Okay, cool. Yeah, but that makes sense because they got Microsoft Teams. Yeah, I know. There's no um, point having multiple platforms. So, for the same thing. yeah, like I, I think this would be exciting, and I think for them maybe as well. You know, if you because they, they've got to try to somehow find a way to get some of these FGCs, like sorry, these fighting games onto their platform. Like it always surprises me to think that Street Fighter Five is only available on PS4. Like that's quite unbelievable, really, when you think about it. Um, whereas I actually think the Xbox Series X is a really good platform, um, just with Game Pass and everything the way it is. Like you could imagine some of these fighting games and some of these other competitive games they're free as part of game pass then you've got smash.gg integration it's it's quite a neat sort of circle that you'd have there um so maybe that's what they're intending to do i don't know what do you think of that swinny yeah it's it's tough to say because the i don't know if smash.gg is the kind of platform that you know is it something that is not easy, but does it make sense direct to directly integrate into the UI? I don't know. I don't know enough about, like, I've never sat there going through oh, how to create a, a tournament, how to manage a tournament, uh, because I've never had to, you know. Mm. Um, it's yeah, it's it's an interesting space for them to, to play around in. Um, I think it will really show its hand if they start to push Halo multiplayer really hard with, uh, with Halo Infinite. I reckon that's possibly where that's that stuff will come into play yeah no fair enough fair enough and then uh switching gears very dramatically so we're talking about multiplayer games let's talk about single player games um oh thank god i like i'm a huge proponent of single player games because i'm very antisocial. um even though i guess i play a lot of rocket league which is kind of contradictory to what i just said um but yeah, there was a really, really good article from Vice, and I do find that Vice every three months or so just releases a really awesome article on, um, you know, just certain things that are in the gaming sphere uh, that no one else has got that scoop. So somehow they've gotten their hands on some really confidential docs from Sony. I think even in the article it refers to we can't show you too much of it because we don't want to compromise our our um, Sources. our source. 
But essentially, you know, a lot of the data that Sony sees internally from their perspective, they look at it as single player games are actually thriving on the platform. Um, I I think from a dollar perspective, you can't really argue that multiplayer games are not dominating like they simply are. But then just from a playtime perspective, engagement, single player games are, are huge and that's coming through with the Sony data. And essentially that was a real big inspiration for them for why they developed the activities feature that's integrated into the PS5 where, you know, especially with single player games and open world games, you know, if the developers so happen to take advantage of the features, they they can really make it easy for people to go, okay, I can do this little side quest in Miles Morales and, you know, it's going to take me 10 minutes and I can get through that, which is, which is massive. And personally, it's massive for me because with a family, sometimes it is just a, I can only play for 20 minutes. Um, so a lot of the features of the PS5 to me are super appealing because it's, uh, it turns on quickly, which I always found the PS4 to be really slow. Uh, to boot up and start and play, just to actually Very play quick, the game. Yeah. And then for it to just say, hey, 10 minutes to do this little side quest. Okay, I can squeeze that in and then sort of do what I need to do at home. Um, so, Sweeney, you're a huge, huge, huge player of single-player games. Hmm. Does this make you want to switch into being a Sony ecosystem boy? Come this, to the dark side. This feature is not for someone like me. No, <laughs> it's not. I... I actually, have no time. <laughs> I like the idea of this feature. I'm not a fan of the feature in many ways um, because I think that it like it depends on the game how how I feel if that makes sense. So a game like Astro's Playroom or Sackboy, you know, it makes hundred percent sense. Okay, it jumps you straight to the level with the challenge to do it. When you're talking about games where, let's say, Red Dead Two. You know, if that had uh, activity cards that just warped you straight to where you needed to be, then you've lost the whole experience of uh. going through the terrain, being on horseback. So to me, it actually takes away from the experience of what the game is trying to offer. But at the same time, the reason why I like the idea is for people that aren't like me, people uh. that are very time poor with, you know, with lots of, you know, lots of stuff going on in their lives, you know, that's a reflection of if, if I'm the opposite of that. Um, but, you know, <laughs> have have kids that, have have, they, they can't, that they can't put, they can't sit there playing a game for two hours straight, you know. Um, yeah. They, as you said, you know, they, they're like, okay, I've got 20 minutes, I really want to do this thing, yeah. and it gets them there. But uh, personally, it's... It, that's what I'm saying. It depends on the game how much I like the implementation. Of course, mm. uh, horses for courses. It's you know, with me and esports, I still think just because I don't <laughs> like it doesn't mean it's again. stupid. Or no, no, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Right, it's the same as with you and this. Just because we don't necessarily <laughs> use something or care about something doesn't mean it's not a good idea, or that you know there's a huge market for it and a ton of people would use it. I- I'm the same with the activity thing. I think Demon Souls had it. I, I didn't really explore it properly. But it depends on the game as well. Would I use it? I don't know. If if there's a good game where it makes perfect sense, maybe I would. But at the moment, not really. I kind of just like to go through a game from start to finish and, and try to dedicate as much time as I can to a single game. So we'll see. I mean, can I, can I just ask Winnie though, is this, you know, a bit of a background for the audience? One of their most infamous stories with us is, you know, I bought a 360. I think we might have spoken about this, but I'm sure we'll speak about this like 20 times on the podcast. 
I got a 360, you were checking it out at my house, and I was like, hey, look at this achievement thing. It's kind of cool. It's like, you know, I do something in the game and it logs it. And you're basically like, ah, oh, this is stupid. This is, you know, wrecking the immersion of the game and takes you out of it and everything like that. And I wonder if they do implement in a couple of years' time at Microsoft this achievement activity where it's like, hey, you know, if you have two hours to spare, you can do this and get these amount of achievements if you actually become like a massive believer in the in the feature. Do, do you feel a risk of uh, this little grab being played back in a couple of years' time? So it still depends on the game. Like that doesn't change. I, if this, if this, that feature was already there, let's say accessible to me on Xbox One or whatever Series X, and I'm using it to clean up achievements, hundred percent, I'd use it. Like I'd be crazy because I'm. It's all about efficiency. It's all about it. No, it's all about efficiency. When yeah, you, when you when you like wrapping up a game, especially an RPG, it's all about min-maxing, all about efficiency mm. to do, especially when you're grinding, how quick can I make it so that it's not taking me, you know, hours upon hours. 100% I'd use it. It's it's more so when we talk about a Souls game, or as I said, Red Dead 2, where not, like, it, it actually changes the experience of playing the game. Um, and it's more so probably for your first time going through the story of a game as opposed to the side mm. activities. Side activities, I think, are where this makes the most sense. Um, but uh, to say, oh, well, this is where I was up to in the game, just walk me straight to where I was up to in the game. Mm, I don't know how I feel about it. But I look, it also, and I said this when we talked about the activities feature when we went through the PlayStation Experience video they had, that it also really depends on how many developers actually come to the party and implement that stuff directly mm. because it's all well and good for Sony first party titles to do it but are all especially uh, multi-platform games going to to do it now we know that PlayStation 5 is probably especially for the first while going to easily be um, you know the most popular next-gen console for a while especially player base wise so it makes sense for those you know f- for those third-party developers that are doing multi-platform releases to actually focus a lot of time on that. But, I mean, there's been stuff that introduced in next-gen, uh, in each generation of consoles that just don't last. You know, the develop- and because developers don't spend the time, yeah. they find that people don't really... They end up being a feature that was, oh, that's cool, but people don't really use a lot. So, um, I don't know. So, Mike, you said that you haven't used this yet for Demon Souls. Have you tried it out in anything else, or you? Had to- no, I'm going to try it now when I get back to using my PS5. Okay. Um, but I haven't yet. See, this I have a really cool question for you, Swinney. Do, do you ever take a step back? Because obviously you're huge on achievements and hunting those achievements now. Do you ever take a step back and think to yourself, what a massive impact? the idea of achievements has had on your life um, wait on my life or the way i play games <laughs> on your life in general that is that is a can of worms that maybe we should talk about in the future when a good topic comes up around i reckon we should yeah trophies. it'd be very fascinating because um, i think it's i think it's had a very very profound impact on a lot of people's lives yeah, but I this is this is that's an adjacent topic, I think, because there's some interesting discussion to be had there. But absolutely, so let's in, talk about into, it. Intergot, as a as a man with a very busy life, um, you seem to be all on board with this. 
Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, you know, I, I said this from the start of the show. Um, I, I mean, the show in general. Before the next-gen consoles, now current-gen, I guess, are out. For me, the Switch, part of it... And I've realized now with the pandemic that I'm not going into work physically. I'm working from home. That there's so many features of the Switch that I really love, but it's based on how it allows me to game and get into gaming quickly rather than having to do other stuff. So, for instance, you know, I can take it out so I can continue a game as I'm playing it. So even the game that I'm reviewing that I alluded to at the start that's embargoed, it's like I could pick that up, play it in bed a little bit, play it downstairs, play it, you know, in my, you know, home office setup. Um, and, and, you know, like with the PS5, I really love the features of getting into a game quickly being able to just go, okay, I can do the side mission, bang. And I, I get where you're coming from around the immersion. And 100%, you can't argue it doesn't alter it. But ultimately, games are still, you know, there for fun and enjoyment rather than... Or not every game has to be some kind of spiritual experience, right? And and I think why, sometimes... That's why it depends on the game. That's that Yeah, yeah I, I agree with that. I agree with that. And I think there's some games that wouldn't be suited. I, I think taking a bit of a step back because it was interesting how you're pointing out just around the features, the three big features for me with the PS5, and this is as a non-owner, but this is what I look at is, you know, the activities that we just talked about, um, the dual shock, sorry, dual sense, and, you know, the sort of haptic vibration stuff, and then the game help things. And I think those last two will not be used very much at all going forward. Like you've even heard, heard, heaps of stories about the the triggers you know not working very well in games to the point where people are just like this is worse than what it was before because people haven't implemented it right and then i think especially the game help stuff is just gonna die really quickly like i i do think that the activity stuff will stick around just because the structure of how you make a game it's kind of like built around these set pieces. So I think it, it's pretty easy for them to integrate that in. So I could imagine that sticking around as a really common thing to see in most games. Um, but yeah, like it, it's going to be interesting. I really like it. I'd be really disappointed if games in the future don't really have it featured prominently. Um, because I think to me, it would be a big selling point in going PS5 versus Xbox series path. All right, well let's move on to the next story and, this actually, like, when I first heard about Persona 5 Strikers, I was like, what? Is there a new Persona game coming out? I was actually almost, like, shocked for a second. I was like, wow, this is our big story of the week. It's always a big week in gaming. Um, but the Muso slash Warriors crossover is actually known in Japan as Persona 5 Scramble. The Phantom Strikers uh, has been branded as Persona 5 Strikers in the West. So this has already been released in Japan quite a while ago, uh, but it is coming out on PS4, Switch, and PC, and it is now being dated as the 23rd of Feb 2021. And the game itself, in-game, is set six months after the events of Persona 5. And I would assume, uh, Swinney, I'm not sure if you know this, Persona 5 Royal, because that continues the story a little bit. Yeah, I'm not sure exactly, because, you know, up front, I've never ever played a persona game but they've always been that ah kind of on the on the the outskirts wishing that um you know out of out of many of the series that's the one that i'd wish to to have a you know ps3 ps4 and beyond and and everything for that but i'm kind of shocked that you haven't like as part of the podcast you need to go get a ps5 right (laughs) because 
I feel like Persona Five. You just love that game from everything. Oh I know, I know. I'd love the Persona games. Like I, it's weird. Just like it's a game like Bloodborne and stuff. There's games that I know heaps about. Um, that mm. you know, I know, I do know a lot about the Persona games, but I just have never literally played them. Um, but the this is this is great. Uh, it's I think this is people have just been waiting for this announcement. Um, it's it's kind of been a little. Atlas have been quite lackluster in recent uh, times with, I think the, um, was it the Shin Megami Tensei uh, Nocturne HD remaster? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that, that, that's taken a while to come. I think that's due uh, early next year as well. It's, it, Atlas have just gotten the turnaround for getting the Western releases has just been really, <laughs> really bad recently. Um, so it, I think no, people but... have fallen out of favor with them a bit. I, I I dispute recently. I mean, I feel like if they're one Japanese studio, that's so odd with the way they, they deal with the West. It's Atlas, you know, to the point where, you know, they've released games with like, they've literally released like a thousand physical copies in Australia on some of their games. And they're oh, like insane. Australia, I'm, I'm, to- I'm talking, yeah, I'm talking broad. I'm just talking like US. Oh, but even, like even with the US, like, you know, I get it. You know, when we were growing up, games sometimes would take a year and a half to come to Australia, right? But I feel like for the most part, most studios have just gone, well, that's nuts because, you know, people stream, like lots of reasons why you wouldn't do that. But it feels like Atlas just haven't changed that mentality at all. And they're still just being as bad as they were in the 90s and, you know, companies like that were in the 90s. And also with their information, I think it's really weird. Like they actually, they themselves leaked this information out accidentally. I don't know if you saw that, Swinny. No, no. I'm just still shocked that I don't know what the deal is, but you know, if what the relationship is between Sony and Atlas in this regards, but this, the switch seems perfect to get, you know, they recently released a persona four, um, I can't remember is it golden or whatever the you know the the upgraded version of that is on on Steam or you know that yeah. that when Gangbusters like the Switch is the perfect platform to re-release that stuff and and put Persona Five on. I just don't I don't understand. It seems strange. Oh. But Xbox, who cares about Xbox when it comes to this stuff? I'm talking Switch makes sense. You know, I'm almost a hundred percent sure they would have signed like a two three year. Uh exclusivity deal with uh sony to prevent it going from any on, on any other console but it's weird there's no way it wouldn't be released by now but it's weird to me because these games aren't like they're super popular and they do sell pretty decently but they're not like the games that you'd expect sony would care enough to do that with i don't know it's just weird weird to me that these games are still they're on the fringe of being mainstream games I wouldn't say they're they're not you know the games that are generally going to be up front and center in your JB Hi-Fi and stuff. If you know, oh, Persona Five is mainstream now. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't think any other Atlas game is mainstream that I can think of. Persona it's, Five definitely is. But I mean, they 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 may not have treated that. I'm just thinking leading up to Persona Five. You know, it just seems it just it seems strange to me that these games are kind of you know part of that an exclusive deal. If that's the case. Like it just seems like such a money maker for them to release it on Switch. That's... Yeah, I mean, I mean, I guess you know, because I'm a huge believer in capitalism. So, 
you know, money pushes things in. I'm a huge believer in capitalism. If we didn't already have the episode title, that would be great. (laughs) Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with capitalism. Like, I think it's better than any other system that we've had before. I mean, like, look at our lives, right? But, um, (laughs) well, I'm more than happy for you to move to other countries that don't have capitalism, Sweeney. I've got your (laughs) your ticket to Pyongyang right now. Um, But, like... You know, I guess The Sims aren't on, it's not on the Switch, which is just mind-boggling. Yes, that would be perfect on the Switch. Given that Animal Crossing is now broken into, you know, the female demo as well, like big time, it already had like a big split between male and female players, but you can definitely see that, you know, the percentages have changed Mm -hmm. um, in a good way on the Switch. Yeah, Sims would go gangbusters and you can never mount an argument that it couldn't run on there and... With Persona 5, to your point, like, I actually forgot because I was I busted out my PS3 to play Demon's Souls, um, and that Persona 5 was released on PS3. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, the just about that Sim stuff, I think EA is just still burnt from uh, the Wii and Wii U days. That's all. <laughs> That's yeah, but I mean, <laughs> I think we could all safely assume when the Switch is comfortably selling out the other platforms on games that are releasing on everything, that it's a pretty hot, like, you know, property to sell your game on. Like, yeah, I think Persona 5 would go nuts on the Switch, but The Sims would be the biggest. The Sims would be like... I, I, I like This sounds outlandish, but I, I could see The Sims selling, like, 10 million copies on the Switch. So something that about wouldn't shock Mus- me. Muso game. So, you know, this is, as we said, it's a, it's a Warriors-style game. Um, mm. have, you, have you picked up... Um... Is Horror Warriors out yet? Have you picked it up? Or... Yeah. Come on, dude. Uh, but why aren't you playing that uh, yet, huh? Age yeah. of Calamity. Well, I, I think... Oh, he's busy Santa... reviewing that game he wanted to tell us about. No, Santa. Santa might be coming for me. <laughs> Age of Calamity. <laughs> oh, man. Your, 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 your Christmas Day is just going to be full of nothing but video games, isn't it? <laughs> I know. I think I'm getting stacked. It looks like a streamer's, but, uh, streamer's holiday or something like that. <laughs> I think it's all streamer gear. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that's why I haven't been playing or talking about it. But I'm also trying to get through Hyrule Warriors, the first one that came out. But, oh, geez. With the game of some other year stuff, I really want to prioritize that. So I might not be able to pick up those games for a while. But, yeah, this is this is probably why well, you, you can't argue. This is the apex for Warriors slash Musou games at the moment. Like, it's just gone nuts at the moment, Musou games. So... All right, well, let, let's get into a news uh, item that I was really kind of like happy and sad about. Uh, Super Nintendo World. So that has been officially announced again, I guess you could say, um, for a release date. But this time I don't think it's going to change. Although, you know, with the pandemic and everything like that, who knows? Um, so in Universal Studio, so again, just I think because people are getting really like confused about this, just to sort of like lay it out. You have Universal Studios in Japan, and there's a section of the park that is going to be dedicated to Nintendo. So Super Nintendo World. So they've done this before with Harry Potter and a few other properties. And you actually need a specific pass to get into that section of the park. Um, for me, like I wouldn't even visit Universal Studios apart from the fact now that it has Super Nintendo World. So it's been dated for the 4th of Feb 2021. Um, and as they've always said, they wanted to make sure it was open before the Olympics and given that they've locked in the Olympics for June, from memory, 2021. And it's going to be funny because they're going to call it the Tokyo 2020 Olympics. That's literally what they're going to call it next year. Um, because it got delayed because of the pandemic. And 
some of the Japanese media because they've got to keep the streak of the four years, you know. <laughs> well, the they've name. they've moved the four years around before because of the wars and stuff like that, I believe. But I think it's more like the branding. They've invested so much into Tokyo twenty twenty, <laughs> yeah, literally. Not, like they're like it's going to cost really them so much. Much, you know, people just be happy that the Olympics happen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I agree. I, I think it's kind of quaint. I, I kind of like these things. It's a great trivia question in twenty years' time. You know. Um, and yeah, so the Japanese media got invited in to, uh, ride on some of the rides, man, to me, I like, you know, and I, I have to say, I'm probably the resident Nintendo nerd. I almost buy everything. I, I almost regret not getting that Fire Emblem collection that they released the $90 thing. Um, it didn't make any sense to get it and I still regret not getting it. Uh, yeah, but man, I'm so excited about this. And, and just to let you guys know, I actually had planned to go to Japan with the family this year uh, to visit the park. And amongst other things, I always wanted to go to Japan. And obviously with the pandemic, we canceled those plans, but now I'm a bit hesitant. And yeah. So what do you guys think of this? What do you think about them opening up a very physical and very, you know, like everyone's sharing, you know, the AR headsets on the Mario Kart ride. Like what what do you guys think about this? Uh, if it was any other time, this would be like the childhood dream kind of thing. It's like, oh my god! Like it, mm. you look at it and it, it looks amazing. Apparently, it's, it looks so good. Apparently, in person, it's, it's not big area, but it's just no. so packed into it. Um, but yeah, the idea of you know, you, you better hope that they're sanitizing. As you said, those AR headsets on the Murray Kart ride and stuff. Um, but the problem is, well, you know. I, I haven't. I won't say I've checked the current state of, of COVID in Japan, but um, I'm pretty certain we're in a much better situation in Australia than, than Japan at the moment. But well, Japan Japan had been doing well, like almost as well as Australia. And I, you know, I partly look at Japan because um, you know we have family who Japanese. Um, well, fa- you know what I mean by that, like extended family. Um, and now they're suffering through like a third wave. And one thing to note about Japan is they've never really had like an enforced lockdown. It's actually been very voluntary. A lot of the, you know, initiatives that people have had, and it feels very much like it's finally catching up to them. Um, so they're having a really bad outbreak at the moment, like so much so that, you know, there are a lot of people murmuring about, are they going to be even able to hold the Olympics if it gets out of control? So, yeah. Yeah. Fingers crossed they get on top of it. But yeah, not many places have got it under control as well as like Singapore, Australia, New Zealand, anyway. But I'm, I'd be super excited to see what the uh, apparent Donkey Kong section that they're apparently constructing nearby or next door looks like. That, mm. that they've kind of, people have, have, I don't know if it's so much as a rumor, it's more like just, okay, well, that's what they're working on next. Because um, I love the idea of, you know, it looking like a mix of classic Donkey Kong with, you know, the girders and everything mixed in with truck mm. environments. That'd be cool. I would just to see that. So, yeah. As yeah, the- kid, kid Swinney would have been over the moon to visit this. It would have been like the biggest thing in, in his life. So, well, it, it's kind of interesting because my son's three and he like totally knows Mario. He's really into Mario. And, you know, he even was saying, you know, when he turns four, he literally said this this morning he goes, when I turn four, I, I can play Mario. And I think I must have mentioned it or something a long time ago. Um, so by the time we get there, I'm guessing he'll be like four or five because I certainly wouldn't go anytime soon. So I'm probably more like five, to be honest. It does look insanely good. 
and I think people do need to temper their expectations. It's it's not big. Like I think it's one of those ones you really could look around everything in like an hour or two. Um, yeah, it looked it looked almost more. You know, there were like some drone slash helicopter shots, and it, it felt like this weird self enclosed Big Brother esque thing in <laughs> the middle of the rest of the civilization. Like to bring in. Big Brother into a Super Nintendo World Cup. No, no, just like if you saw the pictures, the the top down views. It's yeah, it's, it's interesting. It, it just it's like this contained, walled up thing. Yeah, but that's how yeah. these ones work. These themed sections. That's what they've started to do. So you know, because it's high risk um, going in making a theme park, right? Like you'd almost like. I mean, there isn't even a Star Wars theme park. There's a Star Wars section in the Disneyland theme park right so Hmm. i mean if star wars can't even carry the torch to have its own theme park i don't almost think anything can these days you you need to bring multiple ips together really to get people in the doors so i like i think when they launch they're gonna have two rides and then they're by the way they're also making one in los angeles as part of universal studios in los angeles so supposedly that's gonna be bigger but i would imagine maybe it's still just two rides um so yeah, I think you have to temper expectations. It's quite expensive, but it, it's just one of those things, you know. Yeah. Like, this would even even for me it'd be a dream, you know. Could you imagine an F Zero roller coaster? Oh my god, that would look amazing. <laughs> that would look amazing. Well, you know, I'd be all for a theme park just around Nintendo stuff. Obviously, <laughs> like there's so many awesome things you could do with each of the properties. Like, and for me, obviously, as a huge Metroid fan, I'd love anything to do with that franchise. Um, Rising lava. <laughs> As you get curled up into a little ball and flung around. <laughs> That'd be cool. No, I'd love it if you walk in and everything makes you seem like you should walk to the right, but you actually have to go to the left. Ah. Yeah. I don't think Mike appreciates that. <laughs> no, I think I, I think I get what you're alluding to, but no. Well, what I am don't, I alluding unfor- to? Unfortunately, and I do say this legit unfortunately i didn't grow up on nintendo stuff so i can't share the same enthusiasm as you i i actually have had this thought for a while mike as part of the podcast you uh, are so into like metroidvanias and you play so many metroidvanias yet i've never played that you've the never original played super metroid specifically I know, you haven't played super like, metroid no oh my god that's literally like my favorite game on. of all time Hey, what is it on? Is it on? Yes, the list of yeah. Ah. No, it's. Uh, I'm huh? gonna say it's on the Nintendo Switch SNES thing, so you can. Play yeah, it. it's on there, right? Anytime. Yeah, of course. <gasps> okay, cool. That's my homework for this week. You should play it. It's my favorite game of all time. So it'd be of funny all time, I can just shout Whoa. on it <laughs> next week. Does it still hold the test of time though? Is it still yeah. great? Okay, cool. great. Super I, st- cool. I think it's. Great. How come they never remastered that? Well, yeah, that's interesting they made it to say as that. Good as possible. Right, True. you no, can't actually, you can't remaster perfection. It, it's close. <laughs> all right, well, cool. All right, that's that's my homework. I'm looking nice. forward to this. I'll probably be the first one to see it. So I'll do a I'll do a remote remote report when I'm over in Japan. Yeah, when's <laughs> that? Twenty thirty. That actually be cool. <laughs> by the way, Japan are looking at phasing out the sale of petrol cars by 2030. Which I think is also very cool. Totally un-game related. Wait, is there a segment in the run sheet that I don't know about, about petrol cars? Uh, no, but I figured, you know, it's it's, it's important news. <laughs> well, I, I think while we're still on Japanese topics and going into <laughs> random Japanese topics, maybe Swinny can save us with the next segment. Yes. So, Square, this week Square Enix announced uh, a new remaster. Squeenix. Squeenix, 
announced a remaster of the classic PlayStation 1 RPG Saga Frontier. With so, a capital G. Well, all the Saga games have a capital G. So I don't know that, though. It's learned by... Uh, is, it, uh, is it short for something like Sa and... It's short for we're a Japanese developer and we like to make strange titles. Of course. So, the, uh, so I've never played this game, but it also... Main reason for that is it was never released in PAL territories. So this is actually, um, so it was released in the US in 1998 for, as I said, the PlayStation 1. But the remaster is coming to PC, PlayStation 4, and Switch and mobile in uh, summer 2021. Uh, So yeah, I was about to say next year, but that's kind of redundant to say. Right. (laughs) Summer 2021 next year as if. You know, we're doing a Tokyo 2020 thing here. Summer 2021 for us, we got to get this straight, or for the Northern Hemisphere. Yes. So when I when I say yeah, summer I, 2021, I always I'm always referring to like US stuff as part of. So when- I always convert this to oh, Q1, so Q2, confused. Q3. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't you just do that? Because Q1, I because I, I know that the majority of people listening are probably going to be. <laughs> But everyone, well, why don't you say like June, to, roughly around June 2021? I, just say when is summer exactly? With global exact... warming, summer doesn't <laughs> even have like a proper I date anymore. Complained about the exact thing in the podcast before, so I'm all with you. I'm not a fan of it. Okay, well, <laughs> I like, we should... wait. I like how he's jumping on our side about something we're complaining <laughs> about him. <laughs> what a move! No, no, I'm saying that I we're bashing like... him, and then he joins us bashing no, him. I don't like companies using the whole summer fall. No, no, but I usually just translate it when they say summer. I just change that yeah. to like Q2 to winter for us. Yeah. But I would. No, I would no, I don't change Q... it to winter. That's even worse. But even, why would you? Q is such a business you then thing. Convert it to a, a less used thing. No, but I, no, no, I'm saying to convert it for our. <laughs> Hemisphere, but, but even Q, is like Q is too 50. much of a businessy thing. Q one, Q two. Oh, our current forecast to ensure that our stakeholder engagements will be met no, my, by my Q three, two thousand twenty one. They don't just say June, <laughs> but they don't know. Give an exact date. It's always well, just say roughly June two thousand twenty one. Yeah, I don't take. like your model, Mike. I don't like your. Uh, model. What's wrong uh, with my model? Now what's we're up my, What's you? wrong with my human centric model? Okay, no, because it's like not game, necessarily June. The game. Okay, back to the game. So, Saga that will be released sometime in June 2021. Give or also, take. by the way, Mike, you know that their summer is not the way that we measure our winter. It's actually different. yeah, I know that, but that's what I mean. Our no, 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 no. I'm weird, saying it's so not six months difference. No, no, I'm I know not, that. I'm saying it's, uh, I'm, I'm they, they do it in the middle I've of I've given June. up on this. The people that wanted to learn more about this game, clearly. <laughs> yeah, let's go back to <laughs> I don't think anyone cares. And more about but, hey, you guys fight. Wait, there's one <laughs> thing, there's one thing, there's one thing about this game that I do want to know. There's a new protagonist? No. How, do you just, how do you just make a remaster and put a new protagonist in? Okay, so the game, I will say up front that this game actually... When I say classic PlayStation 1 RPG, it's actually not considered an, an, an upper echelon of, of, you know, of Square Enix RPG games. So if there's any game that they could possibly improve, mm. it's probably this one. And I think that's why they've actually added some more stuff to it, obviously, to also sell it. Um, but it features updated graphics, um, cutscenes, and as you mentioned, a new protagonist. Oh, but wait, hang on. So when you say new protagonist, on top of the existing protagonists, not replacing the protagonist that's already there i was about to explain <laughs> so okay. the game the man the... i i literally almost spit up my water just then like i was struggling <laughs> the game of the the saga games and they often feature like 
different stories happening at the same time. So they've obviously ah. played I think Octopath Traveler where you've you've got a lot of simultaneous things happening and they often join up and things. But because gotcha. I haven't That's played cool. this particular game, I can't say exactly how they're gonna weave it in. But this game is actually the seventh in the saga series, which includes which began with the what we know as the Final Fantasy Legend games. And also the Romancing Saga games, and I've played uh, Romancing Saga 2 and 3. Okay. Um, and they've also, just a reminder to anyone uh, that's probably forgotten because there's been a lot going on this year, that they previously announced that it's a collection of Saga uh, games called, well, it's called Collection of Saga Final Fantasy Legend being released for Switch um, this month on the 15th of December. So, Collection of Is that still Saga on time? Final Fantasy Legend, okay. Sorry, I couldn't hear Intercott's question because you were repeating exactly what I said. No, I'm just trying to get my head around there. Collection of Saga, Final Fantasy Legend. It's such a weird name. It is a weird name. Yeah, but but that's because it wasn't called Saga in the West for a long time. It was Final Fantasy Legend. So what did you you ask him to go? Oh, yeah, I almost forgot. Um, uh, Is is it still coming out on the 15th or is it delayed? Well, that's the. I actually read that in the article um, that was announced in this. So unless they've got outdated information, that's that was my understanding. Okay. So. Okay. Cool. Awesome. All right. Let, let let's get into movie news. Metal yes. Gear Solid, a game that you know I feel like everyone could see as a movie. It was very it was, for me when I first played it. When it first came out, it felt like a movie experience on the PlayStation One. Um, it's, you know, at least, you know, whether it's actually going to happen or not, I still debate whether this movie is going to get made, but, uh, we have found a solid snake and it's, uh, Hollywood star, star of the mega franchise Star Wars sequels, uh, Oscar Isaac. Um, Ta-da! so w- we have, uh, some of the writers and directors from Skull, sorry, Kong Skull Island, uh, some influence from... Star Wars Episode Nine, the writer. Oh, that's a bit of worry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think Oscar Isaac is a great actor, though. I'm oh, not a huge fan of the sequel, yeah, he's Star good. Wars he's films, good. but he's a great actor. So. I think we've if... never we've never talked about Star Wars Episode Nine because um, you've that's given smart. me crap before for actually liking um, Star Wars films that other people don't like. So you, 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 you you're such a contrarian, yeah, but you like line dancing as well. So Wait, there's nothing wrong with line dancing. He, he, uh, <laughs> that would be a good uh, title. Uh, <laughs> Swinney is the biggest contrarian. He's the kind of guy that's like, oh, Empire Strikes Back. Nah, that that's crap. But I really loved, you hey, know, like to clarify, Solo. Yeah, but I feel I like not, he... to clarify, I do not think that about Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> anyone no, that's listening. Also, I actually I think he's man. legit about it. I don't. I don't think he's a contrarian for the sake of being a contrarian. I actually think he legit. He's just a contrarian. He actually likes other stuff. Well, he is a contrarian because, by definition, he goes against what a lot of the mainstream views oh. are. Yeah, but I don't think he does it. He does it to be a snob. I, I don't think he fakes it. If you know what I mean, because there's people no, like yeah, that are like, like, oh, I don't like that because okay, I'm blah blah right. blah. Oh, I don't like esports because esports is okay, stupid. All right, let's get away from this you know, deconstruction kind of, of of how I think. I just want <laughs> yeah, to been a lot. <laughs> I just wanted to mention the whole re- reason bringing it up is I did not like mm. episode nine. Okay, cool oh, story, didn't. bro. No, I did not. I haven't actually seen it yet. Wait, so, wait, wait, wait. I thought you said you did like it. No, we'd never spoken about it because I was waiting to tell you at some point that I actually didn't like it because I've watched it ages after it came Well, now you just told him. Uh, when did you watch it? We haven't Do spoken about it. you guys need a this. moment? Yeah, I just... This is, we're speaking about it for the first time now. Wow, okay. <laughs> I don't know. So I watched break, it news on the podcast. Can you guys still be friends after this? <laughs> anyway, the reason I want to mention it is, yeah, that also worries me seeing that, because um, I also didn't <laughs> like Jurassic World either. So. 
I haven't seen Man. Colin Cowell in that. Yeah, that so was like, good. Oscar Isaac, like he is—he's a great actor, man. Like he was definitely my favorite actor in um, the Force Awakens, so Star Wars Seven, I guess. Um, you know, he wasn't used very well. But I mean, the writing was so bad. Blah blah blah. You know, the Star Wars sequels. But in um, Ex Machina, he was so good in that. Like he was it amazing. Was, yeah, he movie. was. Like, it, See, it's I kind remember of, more know, for, for roles like that for some reason, more serious roles. Well, no, but I think, like, you know, to me, the mark of any great actor is you kind of forget... Versatility. To, no, no, no. Is that you kind of get lost in their performance where you kind of don't even think of them as Oscar Isaac. You just encapsulate them in the characters yeah, that's they're true. playing. that's true. And you don't feel any connection with his character in other films. Like, but I do think you think it's also because he actors. has a... Yet, he's not the kind of person that sort of had that huge role where you remember him for that particular role more mean? than anything else. He's been, like, in pretty big movies. You mean, like, dude. Star Wars? Yeah, I guess. Uh, he was Apocalypse <laughs> X-Men, you know? Like, he's been pretty big roles. <laughs> it's like, what do you want? No, no, sir. Okay, how do I okay, put this? Okay, can, can that I role you, that's Mike, defined Mike. him as as I'm, as I'm going to pause you. So I'm Oscar Isaac right now, and I'm, like, listening. Yeah, oh, where's, where's the new gaming show? Because okay, you listen to our podcast, all right. Oh, they're talking about Metal Gear Solid. Great. Like, I'm going to listen to yeah. this guy. Oh, he hasn't really done anything. <laughs> like, no, no, hang he's on. No, whoa, 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 big. What does this guy need to do? Hang on, hang on, he's literally on. in the biggest movie, one of the hang biggest on. movie franchises of all time. Yeah, right. Maybe I phrased that wrong. What I'm saying is when, <laughs> when you look at you look at a character like Forrest Gump, that defines <laughs> the rest of your career. It's so hard to shake that off. Sure. Whereas I feel with him in the movies that he's done, he didn't necessarily have those kind of characters that define him for the rest of his career. There were big movies, Wait. but the characters within the movies Wait. didn't have to lock him into that particular character. Wait, use Forrest Company's example when Tom Hanks is like, he is not like defined yeah, by that. Yeah, it's probably a bad example. <laughs> I know, I was thinking through all the like Wilson, you know, castaway, all that Wilson. kind of stuff. It's... Actually, he's done a lot of different. Wow, it's strange. Big. Maybe, maybe he's a perfect example of someone who's had so many different. Like, it might be the worst example you can car- actually ever pick. Yeah, it probably is the worst because he's he's been he's been a, an actor that's had so many strong I mean, characters in so many example. different movies that it's hard to lock him into one one single thing. It's probably someone like Sean Connery. Like he, yeah, okay. a long time mm. couldn't he didn't shake the bond stuff now. Yeah, okay, that's true. Yeah, that's and, a good example. And, yeah, but you guys get I what I mean, right? I don't feel you know, like. Can I just say Bond kind of does that to you, right? Because I think um, Daniel Craig now for most people, because he was a serious, serious actor. That dude. Yeah, I, I just I feel like he's... no one can think of him as anything other than Bond now. He's Brosnan. I can't think of anything other than coming so out what of the was water. Naked. So like Pierce Brosnan happened to him. Timothy Dalton yeah. happened to him. No, no, no mm. that's what I was trying to say. That, like, I feel like Bond is such a powerful... But that's what I mean. It's the character, right? So it's such win. a powerful character. Whereas I feel like Isaac hasn't played those super powerful characters. <laughs> like Dare I say... Man. Huh? His his character was almost like a supporting character in Star Wars. So right. it wasn't in some in some, in some ways. It, well, it was one of the main characters, but it wasn't okay. it wasn't like the main protagonist. Did, I just want to talk about this movie, Solid movie, for a second. Can, is that possible? <laughs> right. Sure. Okay. Yes. Fine. If you insist. So something threw up a red flag. There's already red flags about any Hollywood adaptation of was it the Star Wars part. Was it? No. It's it's okay. Ken might be muted part. <laughs> Ken. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the the director started talking about Big Boss. I'm like, wait, what? 
Oh, what? All right. So, I'm just going to say this. I'm I'm not going to try to spoil anything, but there's going to be yeah, inherent... don't spoil it. Don't spoil it. No, but there's mm. going to be inherent spoilers here. We have to talk about like because I can't. Cannot... Well, I don't want to hear it because I haven't played all the Metal Gear Solid games yet. No, it's, we got to wait twenty years no, to no, play them. I for real specific to Metal Gear Solid, right? Like, I can you just to... say? I think I already know what it is. It's basically they're using characters from future games. No, no. rather than going through the first no, game, right? No. So this is very, it's, I mean, yeah. So Big Boss is not in Metal Gear Solid, right? So, the original Metal Gear. Well, can I <laughs> Big Boss is not in Metal Gear Solid, but he's a very important part of So if they're just planning on, okay, they're telling the story of Metal Gear Solid or an adaptation of it, and they're using flashbacks because he's very important to the story, that's fine, right? Mm, but if yeah. they start changing that, like, to me, it just messes with everything to do with Middle East Solid if you actually cast someone as Big Boss and he's in the story. And yeah. I wonder also, I mean, the problem is, like, how do you handle Liquid Snake? You know, is it going to be Oscar Isaac playing Liquid Snake? Because they're... No, you, fr- you freeze them. You have, like... How can you not? No, but there's plenty of movies that have characterizations of the same character, but they use different actors for for, you know, artistic intent, right? Like, like what? Even though it's the same person, you know what I mean? Mm. I, get, I get what you're saying, Sweeney, but I just don't think they will. Because the Big Boss, okay, so if anyone doesn't know... Hey, so... hey, don't spoil no, it. No, don't I spoil have it. to, I have to, it's my point, No, right? you can't, you can't. Nah, I literally late. don't want to hear this The game's been out for way too long, and you're still playing Half-Life, again. Right, I'm going to take my headphones off, and when I see your activity <laughs> okay. finish... Okay, alright. Alright. So anyone... Is that what you're going to do? And anyone... Yeah. Disclaimer oh, right. to anyone who hasn't played the games I'm yet. I'm not being able to talk about some stuff like this. We need to yeah, talk totally. about it. I'm literally going to take my headphone off, so I'll okay. join okay. again when I take my headphones back on, when I don't see We'll tell you when it's yeah? safe. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Mike, you stop talking, and then, Mike, you start talking <laughs> when he's finished, okay? okay you get what okay, I'm saying? Okay, got it. Yeah, okay, yeah, I'm going to take my headphones off now. I'm going to stop talking now, okay. Okay. All right, Mike, as you probably know, Solid Snake and Liquid Snake are clones of Big Boss, right? Wait, is Mike gone as well? No, I'm here, but I'm not allowed to talk. Because if I talk, he's going to think he needs to come back. Now he's going to come back in the middle of it, and you haven't finished the spoilers, and then he's going to be pissed off at me. My whole point was, right, uh, is Oscar Isaac going to play Solid Snake and Liquid Snake... Because they're clones of Big Boss, who apparently is also being cast in the movie. So my whole point of this yes, was, I, I it get it. Yeah, like they're just messing with the whole central storyline of the first game. They might be messing with anyway, it. Anyway, all right, I'm going to stop. Talking. But wait, they're clones, but are they exact clones? All right, I'm going to stop talking so we can get our, our host back. Okay, you can, you can come back. Into God, hello, is Mike? Yeah, hey there. Yeah, so, like, it doesn't make any sense, right? I mean, if they're clones, what the hell, dude? (sighs) All right, we've had our bit. We've had our bit. It's all good. It's it's a safe space now. It's time we do need to talk about games, so we need to figure out the way to do that. (laughs) All right, cool. I think you scared him off. I scared him off. It's safe. You can come back to, to your safe space. (laughs) <laughs> can we should we just did, was there anything else you wanted to cover for that or should we move on to the I'm over Pikachu it. does ASMR have you stopped talking about it yes we've moved on to the Pikachu does ASMR I like how Mike did not follow at all what I said 
Hey, I did. Like, I did. I can visually but see no, you well, interrupting well, 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 Hang on. So Swinney goes. No, 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 don't. Are don't, you seriously. off mute no, as no, well, no. Mike? Blah, blah, blah. All and I'm right. like, I shouldn't say anything, but I had to say something because otherwise you'd think I'm going to. Well, let's move on. Just, just as a background to everyone, I can see your mic activity, right? When yeah. we're recording. And I'm like, hey, okay, don't say anything. Let Swinney say whatever he wants. Then you can start saying, but and then he I know told, it come he back told on. me to talk. He asked me where I was. What was I supposed to do? <laughs> He's like, okay, did, Mike, did you, you get still that there? Where'd you go? Swinney? Blah, blah, blah. All right, uh, we move, right to move on? Yeah. Right. Yeah, can, can I do the Pikachu part? All right, let's get into Pikachu. Can I do the Pikachu? Yeah, yeah, go, go ahead, Mike. ASMR. <laughs> the Pokemon Company has released the third in its line of ASMR videos. This time featuring Pikachu. Oh, yeah. All right, that's enough. You like that Where's the Pikachu? mic button for <laughs> Mike. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, have, have you listened to any of these ASMR videos, nope. Swinney? Nope. Uh, I did as part of this exercise. <laughs> did you like them? Are you into it now? We like the thing is. Did you get a boner listening to them? So hey, yeah, like, yeah. So what I realized, so they've this is the third one they've done, right? Mm. There was a. I opened up the Squirtle one, and it was pretty much just rolling, like, beach waves for 15 minutes. Oh, that's all right, isn't it? Like, well, I always listen to that stuff as, like, you know, like, relaxation, like... Yeah. And I'm like, have I have I been listening to ASMR already? <laughs> have I already indoctrinated? <laughs> well, but, uh, I think technically you have, right? Like, that's literally, if you look at the... The reported, I don't know if there's much scientific basis of it, but the reported benefits of it, it's kind of like essentially what you're doing, right? No, but there's no, like, it's meant to trigger that tingling sensation, which is definitely not what I get when uh, I listen to. I've like, never had that. Rolling water as part of, you know, like, uh, relaxation music. Does like, it have to? Well, that's that's what ASMR means. Ah, uh, okay. Sensory meridian response. So it's meant to trigger that right. like, tingling right. sensation. Right. Kind of at the back of your neck, you know, and what around there, this? and that's Is why it's often in the back of your neck it, or your pants. It's often it's often set up as like binaural, so it's like coming from both sides, as if someone directly speaking to your each of your ears. So uh-huh. that's where the whole, you know, like. Often it it is also like a fetish for people as well because of that. So it's just weird to me that the Pokemon company get in on this. And I know it's not inherently a sexual thing. It's just weird to me. But I I guess when you think about it, it it fits perfect because Squirtle is water, it's waves, it's beaches, you know, that that sort of soothing sounds. (laughs) You've got Charmander, who's the fire. So it's got the fireplace, it's got the crackling sounds. And then you have Pikachu, (laughs) which I assume is, you know, thunder, forest. No, no, that's... No, Birds. you're right on the first two. This is just Pikachu running around in a room saying Pikachu what? and running up to the microphone and what, like the footsteps and stuff. Yeah. So the other Pikachu. two, other two were really spot on, but Pikachu is just like, I don't know. People like listening to Pikachu. And Pikachu. Can I, can I challenge you, Mike, as well? When yeah, I think the first me. two, yeah, fair enough. Like the way you've structured it, that's true. Relaxing. I'm not sure if thunderstorms are relaxing. No, I find them, I do. I find them relaxing. I find thunderstorms <laughs> sound very relaxing. What do you mean? What do you mean? What do I mean? I just find it relaxing. Just listening to the birds chirp 
and and the thunderstorm. I find that stuff relaxing. But the birds. I find rain relaxing. I find thunderstorms relaxing. <laughs> I do. Has anyone listened? I don't want to get into too much details, but mm. has anyone listened to ASMR? No, it's not my thing. So I just said that I just checked it out as part of the Pikachu video. That's about it. Oh, but no, I mean like the the regular ASMR that you'll see on Twitch or something. No, like that. no. I've so look, I listen, I've, I've seen I've, I've come seen across, I've come across and been like, oh, that's what it sounds like, but I haven't said listening Not to into it. it. Yeah, so I I because like I I don't like to judge things always, just yeah. you know, like based on my impression of it. So I I tried to listen to it. It is like weird. It is a weird experience if you listen to it the way you're meant to, like in stereo. And like close your eyes and everything like that. It is a like I can. It's not my thing, but I can I can sympathize with the appeal of it. It is a weird sensation. You should try it. it it's but this is this isn't. What, I'm kidding around here with people whispering and stuff, right? We're talking about other types of sounds. A Pikachu's well, whispering is is something that apparently triggers it really easily. I don't okay. think Pikachu's whispering, but I could be wrong. <laughs> Pika, 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 Pika. I, it probably is like that. I didn't. Like, whisper. It sounds creepy more than anything else. Pikachu. I. It's behind I you. actually, it's not that far off that video. It's not that far. <laughs> really? What else can oh they do? God. Really? He only says one word. So. All right. <laughs> let's let's, uh, let's round out the news. Electricity. The final part, which is... Oh, this is the most exciting part. True achievements, 12 days of Christmas, which I'm, oh. I'm excited to see what the hell this is. Yes, so my favourite event of the year, screw actually Christmas Day or New Year's or, you know... <laughs> my favourite event of the whole event is True Achievements, 12 days of Xmas. <laughs> so this is actually... For anyone that doesn't know, I'll, I'll frame that True Achievements is... For big... anyone that doesn't know, for 99.9% of the population <laughs> that doesn't know, yes, please enlighten us. Well, you can let me finish my sentence that doesn't know about True Achievements. Also 99.9%, <laughs> yes, go on. So you just crapped on anyone that found this video because all fans of True Achievements... And no, I kid, I kid, okay? I'm they're, a fan through important. you. Anything they're... you're a fan of, I'm a fan of other than esports. Exclusive here... Especially of the interests of the hosts. Thank you very much. So, True Achievements <laughs> is the biggest um, Xbox achievement community. And the, it is a brilliant website that holds a lot of community events uh, throughout the year. So, whether or not they're events that are competitive, where people are stacked against each other head-to-head to compete, or, or people join teams that then compete with other teams, or things that you can just do by yourself. And that's what... 12 days of Christmas is it's just a nice little challenge that you can enter you register for it and it just gives you a set of achievements that are just really really cool sorry a set of challenges that are really really fun and interesting to do so while I don't really focus on I definitely don't focus on getting achievements in all the games I play um I used to back in the day and I kind of you know decided to focus only on RPGs this is the one time of the year where I will actually break that trend and I just love the idea of, of entering this competition so it's in its fourth year, and what it does is it mirrors the whole Christmas carol, you know, 12 days of Christmas thing where it goes, you know, it basically it starts going up each day. So they what they do is the first day of the 12 days, they give you a challenge, and you don't know what it is until the day. So it could be, you know, I'm just looking at some previous examples. So for in 
2018, the first day was one weird achievement. So it was an achievement that doesn't end in a five or a zero in its its amount, which is actually an odd achievement. So if you're thinking of really cool. an achievement that's worth three gamer score or worth 12 gamer score, the majority of them is uh, going to be 10, 15, 20, you know, five or zero. And then the next day, they will give you a completely different challenge, but there's two achievements you have to do, and it keeps building up throughout the 12 days. So in that same year, the next day was uh, two bonus contents. So it goes like one weird achievement, two bonus contents, and this next one was two achievements from a DLC or a title update. So what they do is they just create these really, really cool challenges. Um, And some of them, like, the stuff I like was... um, you have to unlock the word Noel by using the first letter of each achievement that you unlock in order. So you have to unlock an achievement starting with N, then O, then E, then L. So it's really cool. It's Noel. Noel. <laughs> so. <laughs> Who is that? Oh, anyway. God. So. The terrible jokes. Yes. I don't know. Okay. Anyway, All right. right. On. Wait, yeah, wait. Let's... You don't know Noel? I don't know who that is. Is he like, does he run true achievements? Shut up, you're an idiot. All right, how about there's they did a similar version a couple of years later for Feliz Navidad, where you had to. That, oh, that makes more that's sense. Way harder, but just think about it. They did a one for one a year where it's a Christmas in order. So that's just really, really cool. It's a really cool thing. Yeah, it's really cool that they do this. And each day they announce a new one, but you can't work on that day until you complete the previous day. So you've got to go through all 12 days in order. And you don't have to do them all on that same day. You know, you've actually got the whole month to do it. Oh, and nice. there's all you get at the end is you, you know, whenever you uh, complete a community events, you know, they put badges on, on your profiles and true achievements and stuff. So it's just for fun, you know, unlike the bloody Xbox Hall of Fame crap that they, that X, the Microsoft did with <laughs> that incentivized people to, to do horrible things or like, you know, <laughs> Kind of work. It wasn't set up right, and then gave them nothing for it. Right, people kind of you know like like within the rules kind of did dodgy things. Right, mm. this is just like people don't do that for this. Although there is one exception. So this what? year, so it's day day five so far, and on the fourth day this year they did four achievements that do not have a guide on true achievements. Oh, now a lot of let me explain. Let me explain. A lot of achievements already have guides on true achievements, right? Even oh. for simple things that are story-related, people will go, unlocks as part of the story. And it's just something, you know, it, when a game comes out, people eventually, you know, put guides for every achievement. So oh. suddenly you're like, okay, so I have to unlock games, uh, achievements from that do not have a guide. So what people were doing was they'd find a game, that unlock the achievement for that one that doesn't have the guide, and then they add a guide straight after. So no oh, one oh, <laughs> that's mad. That is evil. That's mad. <laughs> so someone, someone aren't they supposed to be a community? Not so. This is where you will always get some. You always get some bad apples. <laughs> um, I was lucky. I, I so evil. there was an achievement that was halfway into the game in Valhalla that didn't have it. So I'm like, okay, that was an easy one. And I think I don't know. There's some other ones I've got, but it. It was like, oh man, that, that's dodgy. So, but <laughs> other than dodgy, that, it's, it. <laughs> it's, a, it's really cool. And people, for instance, the one yesterday was unlocked five five achievements are worth exactly a hundred gamer score. 
So people in the forum, like in the forums for each day, when they announce it, it's like, oh, this game has some Keats of stuff. But you don't okay. actually need that. What you can do is True Teams is built in such a cool way that you have your own tracker and it says view my valid achievements. So you click on it and it will show you all the um, achievements from games that you've unlocked, you know, that's on your profile nice. that meet the criteria for each day. So you don't have to go there sitting there mm. chasing down a, an achievement that starts with C for Christmas. Like it will do the it'll do the hard work for wow. you but there's some of those challenges get tough um and it gets me gets me playing some games that i otherwise would have left on the, on the shelf so it's it's really cool though it's 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 an event that i love to do each year so yeah how much uh did did they pay for this plug it's they they paid me with the <laughs> amazing work that they do on that site and the adoration of all your fans <laughs> Hey, so okay, I'll jerk aside. Wait, just hang on. Did so, see at, this? Hmm? As opposed to Mike, who just shut on. Uh, um, well, hang on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm not so sh- direct any hate to Mike at, at bigwigpod.com. Um, <laughs> I will say into God, not Mike, um, <laughs> that I actually love true achievements. So I I'm, don't have. So do I. I don't know if I, I'm registered on there or not, but kidding. um. I think it's an amazing thing where you have something that you know, like you have to say, is niche. But they've executed the hell out of it. They've done everything crazy in that world, everything you can do around it, everything supporting it, everything, you know, like every idea I feel like they've really brought to life uh, and executed in such a good fashion that I, I just love this kind of stuff where it's just like it is. a community that's taken it to like and turn it up to 11 and in they, space. They do have true trophies as well. It doesn't have the size that true achievements does, but I mentioned before, if you're on true achievements and, you know, that a game doesn't have a guide, it will show a related achievement on true trophies for PlayStation, for instance. So ah, it's, you know, even that. Wow. Both ways. So if you, if you like trophies mm. on PlayStation, if you go on true trophies, it will show, you know, all the guides that people have written for Xbox game, the version of the game. And they're generally 99% exactly the same criteria. So, yeah. So let me, let, feel free to email me. But as I was trying to say before you interrupted me this time, whilst I'm not into achievement hunting, I used to be, I think I stopped at like a hundred and how much am I on now, Swinney? 129, 130,000, whatever. I don't know. I just remember um, being like you, you when you were caring about it. I'm like, Mike, I'm challenging you. I'm going to beat your game score. And you're like, Ugh. yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And then I got ahead of it and then you stopped caring. <laughs> well, I stopped caring. <laughs> What's the point? After that point, the true no competitor. Point. No, I, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I had nothing left to prove. So, <laughs> you so, lost. Well, yeah, but uh, you know, I I simply he didn't really reciprocate. <laughs> I simply, you know, <laughs> passed the the beacon to the next generation grew of up. achievement hunting. So, so now I'm not into achievements at all at the moment, and my life is much better. But at the same time, I totally, and maybe because I I used to be into achievement hunting, I completely appreciate the value of something like true achievements not just for the the massive community that it's created but even simple little things like the fact that it gives achievements a real value not some random value that you know press a and you get a thousand points i remember those games so i think i think it's it's contributed a lot to to the community but i think we should maybe as we said earlier in the episode we should do a segment soon 
about achievements. We have. We just did it. <laughs> no, I know no. what you're saying. I think about... You know what I mean? Like a proper one about the pros and cons, yeah. the different things about it. Sure. Good achievements, bad achievements, fun achievements, lots of fun achievements. You know, the, lots of works. Bad achievements, lots of bad achievements. <laughs> All right. Well, let, let's get into my favorite segment of every week. Yes. Uh, which is the bargain bin. Uh, so flying through it again. Epic Game Store. Very cool. We said this last week. Cave Story Plus is available now, so jump on Epic Game Store. Make sure you add that to your profile. Uh, with the Switch, Swinney highlighted Story of Seasons, Friends of Mineral Town, which is 40% off until the 15th of December, and Earthlock, which is 80% off until the 3rd of Jan. PlayStation, not too many uh, bargains or sales. I mean, a lot of things that have already gone on sale, but I did want to highlight, as this is on all platforms, but... Red Dead Online is, uh, you know, available as a separate app. So that's the online component of Red ah, Dead Redemption 2. So now you can get just that. Yes. You get um, the full and game. it's on oh, okay. really deep discount at the moment. So it's like about seven fifty Australian dollars, depending on what platform you buy it on. It's about $5 US. It is going to oh. go back to about $30 US and Australian. Mm-hmm. So I actually, I think it's more like 20 uh, US. What I will call out is, and we don't know what the dollar amount is, but they've already confirmed that if you have Red Dead Online, so you can buy it for cheap now. So it's like five bucks US, seven fifty Australian. Um, in the future, they're going to give you an option if you're on Red Dead Online to buy the full version as an add-on of Red Dead Redemption 2. So I think there might be a bit of a cheap way to get into Red Dead Redemption 2, I'm guessing. Um, I, I wouldn't imagine they're going to charge full freight for that upgrade. So they haven't uh, said how much it's going to be. But yeah, if you're interested in playing Red Dead Redemption 2, but you would want to play the online game, I'd probably go down that route and see how that goes. It's brilliant marketing when you think about it because of the amount oh, yeah. of money they'll make through the game. But I would say Red Dead Redemption Online seems to be struggling versus Grand Theft Auto Online, given that they're mm. going down this path. Um, and with Xbox, as always, there's so many updates. Swinney, do you want to take it away? Yeah, so huge one. So first of all, a couple of features they added. You can now preload upcoming Game Pass games before they're released. So that that's pretty neat. Uh, also on the console... Oh, can, I, can I just add to that? Yeah. So there's a feature of the Xbox series that I didn't know about that I think is like a hugely awesome feature. Just say I've bought the disc version of Uh Cyberpunk 2077. And correct me if this is also a Xbox One feature, Swinney, but uh, I saw on Twitter, and some people confirmed this, that just say I've bought the disc version of Cyberpunk 2077, Uh then I can actually install the game. Even though I don't own it, I can install it on my Xbox Series X and then when I get the disc, it sort of activates the game. So I can have it already pre-installed before... I have to like buy the game, put it in, and then install it, which can take a while, right? Uh, I think that that's an awesome yeah, feature. I'm fairly certain that's already something on Xbox One, but the fact that it's oh, cross okay. because yeah, yeah it's it, an awesome it feature. I didn't know about that. That's really cool. Your library, um, once you've kind of activated on on there, so it would be in your library on the other platform at that point. Mm. So wait, do you need the do you need the disc to activate it, or you can yes. activate it before you get the disc? No, no, you need the disc to activate disc, it and right? to play it, but you can download all the files onto your Xbox Series X before you have the disc. Before you even have the disc. Okay, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. If I didn't Xbox know Xbox One, one that. did that as well. That's very so cool it having that. So it's yeah, it's because the the difference is it's not there's no cross gen thing. So I've done that mm, okay. on uh, moving from one Xbox One to another Xbox One. 
Because yeah, it's such a cool feature. Library and all you need is the disk to reactivate it. Um, it's kind of so useful cool. if it includes a day one patch, though, because otherwise it's still right. a bit. So to just quickly get, there's a lot to get through. So the console yes. Xbox app for uh, Game Pass now have a coming soon section, which is really great. It's always been a hassle to find these lists, mm. honestly. Um, so talking about those new additions, there's heaps. So available now. Uh, is Control, the big one. Mm, uh, that's big. It's not the ultimate edition, as Inter got mentioned before. So just your vanilla Control, but still great for anyone that wants to get in, into that, including myself. Slime Rancher. Well, uh, but wait, wait, let's just pause. I just want to pause on this one and one other one. But this is really annoying that they're only releasing the console version of it. Because yeah, why is it not on There's PC? no real I, reason outside of... The the PC version has ray tracing, so maybe they didn't want to release it that way. It's probably, well, it doesn't have to have uh, ray tracing. I think it's on PC. probably Epic. Why? Yeah, but man. it's on the Microsoft Store as well. Yeah, well, I on wonder PC. because Control was originally and it's on Steam. Control was originally Epic. Well, yeah, okay, because well, Control was originally an Epic game exclusive store exclusive. Yeah, so it launched wondering. it launched as a time exclusive, but it's on Steam. I got it on Steam now. Yeah. So I, because it, they didn't have it as part of PC, I was like, oh. I'll just go buy the ultimate yeah. version then. Okay, it is annoying, but there's a lot to get through, so I don't want to spend too long on. on <laughs> yeah, well, I want to talk about slime. Hey, ranches. hey, Indigo, you're the one that wants to speed through. No, this. no, 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 no. I do want to talk about Doom Eternal though. Okay. <laughs> go on, go. So I want to talk about Slime Rancher. Yeah, Slime Rancher is a great game. That's on console. Uh, Fogs is also on console. Game Pass. Uh, these are all available now. Doom Eternal, which we already knew about for console was already added is now being added to pc game pass so that's so great. excited about playing this, uh, this game is, this is the value a game called v11 hell r which is probably valhalla cyberpunk uh cyberpunk, bar- cyberpunk bartender action <laughs> is available so, on- so this is a mix of valhalla and cyberpunk yeah. i know i feel like they're trying to do it for game. seo <laughs> Okay, well, the bad, badly done SEO for Valhalla, if that's the case. Uh, so on PC Game Pass, we've got on console and PC, you've got Haven being added and Yes, Your Grace. So available soon, some of these very soon in a couple of days, you've got a Mon- Monster Sanctuary on console. You've got Starbound on PC, so they're both 8th of December. On the 10th of December, you've got Assetto Cor- uh, Corsa. Nearly um, bought that when it was on special. They always do that. Yeah. Gang Beast, which is a fun uh, local co-op game on 10th of December, and Mo- Super Hot Mind Control Delete on console on 10th of December as well. Now, nice. on console and PC, we've got Greedfall. So the, the pattern that we talked about last week stands. So Greedfall's been <laughs> added to console and PC, so I'm super excited to play through the PC version with its new achievement list. And ukulele and the impossible lair for console on PC, which is apparently very good on 10th of December. Yeah, we we should play that because I hear really good things about yeah, that game. Yeah. So now, unfortunately, with all these great additions, and Microsoft have, have said that you know it's not all they're going to announce for the holiday season. So I reckon they're going to have a couple of big hitters still. But leaving Game Pass, um, we've got on the 11th of December, eFootball uh, Pro Evolution Soccer 2020. Oh, no, not eFootball. Oh, damn. Hey, someone, a lot of people like Pro Evo. So on 2020, is leaving console on the 11th of December. And leaving on the 15th of December is all the following game. So Untitled Goose Game is leaving. leaving damn, got to play that. Console Game Pass. That. No should Eternal. definitely play that if you haven't played it before. Yeah, no, no I have played it. Short game, short it. game, so you could easily got time to play it. Uh, Naruto to Boruto Shinobi Striker is leaving uh, console Game Pass on uh, 15 December. Infinifactory is leaving PC Game Pass. Metro Last Light 
Redux is losing uh, leaving PC Game Pass and Fox- currently on special, by the way. Sorry, on on Xbox One, well, it's like five dollars or something. Well, you don't need to buy it if you want to beat it in the next uh, nine days. So, uh, and then the next five games are leaving. They're all on console and PC Game Pass. Are leaving on fifteenth December is Age of Wonders, Planetfall, Pathologic Two, The Turing Test, Ticket to Ride, and Mud Runner. Whew, that was a lot to go through. How yeah, funny it's... was that achievement for what was that game truck something truck truck life or something? That was a Steam achievement though. That was the, the Steam achievement where Sorry, after two hours the achievement popped up saying you can't re- get the game refunded. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> there was only thirteen percent of people that unlocked it as well. Oh my god! Yeah, hey, I wonder. Funny. I wonder if many people went back to play the Stanley Parable to unlock that "Don't touch it for five years" achievement. I gotta get back to that one. Oh, I didn't know there's an achievement like that. That's really cool. Yeah, there's an achievement in the Stanley Parable where if you you have to, I think it's called leave the house or something, and you you can't touch the game for five years. Yeah, very good, very good. All right, well let's jump into my impressions of a game I played this week. So I probably won't even cast this really as a full on review or anything, but I played through an 100 percented Yato Roboto. So. One thing I do want to do is play through all the Metroidvanias that are on Xbox Game Pass for PC. And there's quite a lot, actually, uh, which is very good because I love Metroidvanias. Um, Have either of you played this game? No. No, What's it a a boot? I remember when it was announced and it looked cool. Yeah. So, like, I, I guess I'll break it down in a few ways. So, like, one thing for me is with any Metroidvania, does it have that... Like, because there's a lot of games now that are called Metroidvanias, which I would argue, although they do have the elements of being a Metroidvania, don't have the feel to me of being a Metroidvania. And when I say that, one big component for it to me is, you know, it gives you that sense of you growing in power and everything that you're sort of adding in to your arsenal becomes integral for your movement, how you move around the world, how you fight you know, like giving you that sense of like, I'm getting more and more powerful and then unlocking more and more of the map, which is to me why, you know, cause you could mount the argument that, you know, and I think we've spoken about this before, Swinney, that the classic Zelda games are like by definition, Metroidvanias, mm. you, you mm. go through, yeah, yeah. you actually, you can sequence break, uh, which I think is another important component of Metroidvanias. You, you add on new that, items. Quiet. What was that? Sorry. Sequence breaking is, it's not required, but like, it's important, but I don't think it's required. It's not required, but I think like as a real, you know, deep lover of the, of the genre, I think it's a very strong homage and, you know, any studio that's making a Metroidvania, I think is remiss if they don't Mm. put like a sequence breaking kind of component into it. And, and Gato Roboto has that in it as well. It has, I think even in, in its achievements, um, so, like, from from the Metroidvania feel, everything like that, this game is very much Metroidvania, you know, all the way through. I could list so many examples of, you know, whether it be the music, the art, the style, where they're referencing all the classics, you know, the Symphony of the Nights, the Super Metroid, Metroids, like, directly. And then also, not a Metroidvania, but um, Mega Man as well. There's a lot of things in this that, you know, it's very obvious it's a huge homage to Mega Man, like the boss fights as well. So from that huge tick from me in terms of being like a really core cool Metroidvania um, presentation, like I, I think it's, this is going to be the strongest suit for this game. This game 
it looked amazing prior to playing it. I always really wanted to play it when it got announced on the Switch. And, you know, it really does come through uh, very strongly, like a very, very strong visual identity. Uh, and all the way through the game, like fantastic animation, characterization, just looks really cool and cute. Is it and, monochrome? Well, yeah, that's what I was about to say. You know, it's crazy to me that it genuinely is a one-bit game. Hmm. Like, nice. it is only black and white. Oh, like, Minute um, Minute was similar with that as well. Yeah, well, there's a few more games coming out, like, in this style of, like, true one-bit style games. Um, I, I do want to find an excuse to talk about this, as I'm a huge handheld fan, but the Playdate, so that's a, a handheld coming out from Panic. All of the games on that are going to be one-bit as well. So it's it's having a bit of a renaissance, the sort of one-bit style games. And I, I guess when you think about it, like, it has to bring down the cost of developing. And there's not that many people that actually worked on this game from Doinksoft. It, so... it brings down the cost, but it brings its own challenges with making sure oh, that yeah. everything is, like, mutually mm. identifiable by the player in that two-color two scheme, you know? Yeah, and, and just on that, like, from a graphics perspective, I find that this game, because of your exact point there, the challenge of making things visually striking and easily identifiable which i never struggled with in this game but i did feel that i was more sort of zoomed in than i'm used to in modern metroidvanias where they're almost they've taken the character out a little bit and given you more space like you know very different graphically obviously but ori kind of has a very zoomed out uh perspective which to me i actually quite like just because then you can sort of see the puzzle and the the platforming in front of you, whereas this it felt a little bit not not quite claustrophobic, but it was getting to that point where I think they had to really kind of zoom in a little bit just so that you could really make it obvious what they're trying to represent on the screen, given that they've only got black and white to play with. Um, the sound, so the sound and music in this game is just spot on, like perfect. Um, you know, so from a graphic perspective, from the look and feel, everything, but ultimately, like my final view of the whole game. Like, I didn't really love this game at all. Like, I think, like, you know, it's one of those games to me, it sort of executes everything it's trying to do. It just, to me, it just, maybe it just didn't click with me, to be honest. Like, I, I feel like some people, I could imagine people saying they'd love this game. Like, that wouldn't shock me at all. But just to me, it just sort of, like, never really clicked fully. And I never fell in love with the game. And I was like really deep in the game and going, oh, I'm not going to love this game. <laughs> like, it's pretty obvious. Oh, and I did 100% it. Um, and it does have its own charm, but something about it, it just doesn't, you know, it may, it's going to be too harsh to say this, but my feeling for it was just, it didn't have an edge to it that really made it compelling to me. It felt almost formulaic in its eccentricities and how it's been put together. Um, like the very obvious homages, the nods to other series, the, you know, the dialogue, everything. It just, I don't know. It just felt a little bit formulaic to me in its oddness. Ah, not I being had the same problem with Axiom Verge. If you mm. played that. So yeah, just... like, you know, I would certainly rank this below Ori and I'm going to start ranking all of the, you know, on our scale, all the Metroidvanias that I play through. And then, you know, obviously you guys can add to that as well. Mm-hmm. But having said that, it is a good game. And it is a short game as well. It's only like literally like three or four hours to 100% wow. it. So, you know, given that it's on Game Pass, highly recommend for people to just try it out if they're into Metroidvanias because this game very much, if you play 
even 15 minutes. I think the week prior I'd played like 45 minutes of it. You really get the sense of the game straight away. So if you're not enjoying it at the start, you know, it's never really going to change. Like you, you kind of know it within the first five to 10 minutes of the gameplay loop. So, so I, I've got a very specific Swinny question. Um, <laughs> yeah. So you play this next Xbox game past PC, correct? Yes, correct. Um, which, yeah, it's definitely on Xbox Game Pass PC and also console Game Pass. You mentioned cool. an achievement. Did you actually unlock an achievement or did you just know that there's achievements? No, so, because when I checked my profile, I was like, hey, I've got no achievements for this game. Because yeah. sometimes I like to, you know, with Ori, just go, like, after I've finished the game, because personally, you know, we're very different. Personally, I find achievements to be very intrusive to the game, yep. so I turn them off on console. Same. Um, so, but I do like to check it after, like if I've beaten the game or like, you know, Ori a hundred percent it, then I look, Hey, is there something fun that I could do? Or is there something interesting, you know, and how many people have done it? All that kind of stuff. Like, I love that, that side of it to add to the game. So I went to do that with, uh, Gato Roboto, given that I, you know, got through it hundred percent. I'm like, okay. And I'm like, wait a second. There's nothing yeah. <laughs> like I got no achievements on my profile. So, so just because I looked it, at it online. Yeah. Just because you mentioned it, it did the flag for me because I knew that this game didn't have a PC game pass achievement list. Oh, you already knew that. Yeah. Okay. So no, but I wanted to make sure that the information that, that I'm looking at was actually correct. And it was, yeah, it was. Yeah. So, but it's cool. Like, um, we talk about, I've <laughs> talked about achievement lot of this it's it's a <laughs> yeah. true metrovania in that they've got one for um finishing the game without collecting a single health upgrade wow. yeah, yeah finishing the game under an hour that's really cool i like that yeah and, and and that's kind of like maybe i'm being too harsh but like ultimately you know reviews to me are always subjective for me personally i didn't this didn't game didn't click with me and like it really should be up my alley. Like I love the graphical presentation. I don't think that that was poor. Like I think the sound and music was awesome. It's just something about the game. It just didn't have like a heart to me that clicked. And I, like I said, I could imagine someone else play this game and be a Metroidvania fan like me and just go, oh, this is one of my favorite Metroidvanias. I, I genuinely could see that as well. Because again, it does strike back to the the shorter length Metroidvanias where I feel like that's the biggest problem I'm having with the genre that... Some of the games are just going on too long. Um, and they, I don't think they ever should go for too long, Metroidvanias. Like, I feel personally like they should be a, you know, five to eight hour experience, like the first playthrough at most. Um, so, yeah. But having said all of this, check it out. Like, it is a very cheap game. And I think for the value and the cost, it, it does do... Like, it's not a, you know, a $60 game, right? It's... Even on sale, you can pick it up for a few bucks. I think it's well worth that um, because it is a short experience. So it'd be interesting to see if you guys play it in the future and what you think of it. Probably a good candidate if they um, put that on. I don't know. If, I don't think it is at the moment, but on... Oh, no, actually, it is on xCloud. So on, not in the Australian xCloud yet, but um, that'd be cool because like, that's just a quick thing you can play if you wanted to try it xCloud. I feel like... I feel like you're trying to have a go at me because I still haven't been invited to xCloud. <laughs> That's got nothing to do with it. I was just thinking of, um, you know, I don't know how, if that game's difficult or not, or if, or if that would be fine if they into, if they put a touchscreen interface for it, or if it would be tricky because of the you know nature of it. So I'm not trying to yeah, remind uh... you that you have have yet to be invited <laughs> to xCloud Australia Preview. <laughs> it's not very twitchy, the game, so I'd... 
you know, it's not a Hollow Knight or something like that. So I definitely think you could play this on xCloud. Another thing that triggered me about xCloud, I heard on a podcast, this guy <laughs> was like, oh, yeah, I should try that. So I signed up to it and then I got a invite, like instantly. I'm like, what? Oh, yeah, I should Are you try kidding that me? Too. Maybe, I was like, maybe so triggered. what do I do it again? Maybe Let me try it. Your old um, Xbox account. See this. I don't want to. Uh, <laughs> well, but, yeah, you're right. I probably you would get it. Anyway, oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, God. Yeah. So, I mean, that's my Gato Roboto review. Good game. It, it, like, yeah, it's certainly below Ori. And... Mike signs up right now, and by the end of the podcast, he's been accepted. <laughs> oh, he would. He, he would. Like, it sounds like if you are qualified, qualified yeah. get in. Can you please sign up? Sign it's in. Be I'm, I'm doing it right now. I'm just signing in. All right. Well, like, that's the review. I'm triggered now by the X class. <laughs> um, and let, let's get into our final segment uh, for the show. Game Awards. Game Award predictions. So... Uh, yeah, like we'll, we'll run through, what do you want to do, Swinny? Do you want to actually go through, I know this is out of different order than what you're suggesting. Do we want to go through the categories first and yeah, give cool. our predictions there and then give our announcement predictions at the end? No, or... you mu- you mu- we must do it exactly how I've randomly <laughs> on the run sheet. What do you want to do? Yeah, let, let's go through the categories first, because I think that's going to be the easiest. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, so we're, we're going to look. There's a bunch of categories that the Game Awards are handing out. Most of them they kind of don't even probably announce on the show themselves. But yeah. um, we thought would pick and, and we we should say at the top of the show as well that Mike and I are going to do a reaction to the Game Awards. We haven't done that before, but well, now, we're planning now, to do now that you've just for next now week. you just locked yourself into it. <laughs> well, I confirmed with Mike. Now, now you have to do it, Mike. You have said. <laughs> A few times that you're happy to do it. So, so we've chosen nine of the categories. Happy to do what? <laughs> you idiot. We've chosen we've chosen nine of the categories, including Game of the Year, to make predictions uh, against the nominees. Yep. And also, we're going to predict, yeah, some of the three, I guess, happenings, whether or not they're announcements or, or things that we think will happen at the show. Mm. Um, as as a general thing, because we thought that they always have some cool world premieres. I mean, um, they they actually unveiled the Xbox Series X at the Game Awards, which is huge, you know. So it's it's they've always got some good stuff going on. Um, so let's uh, yeah, uh, do we just want to get straight into it? Yeah, yeah, let's let's go through it. Let's run through it. Um, and let's let's uh, change up the order of people each time. Okay, so the first category that we're going to predict is best score and music. So, Mike, if you uh, if you don't know, there's a tab in in our run sheet that has the yes. nominees, so you can easily read them. But the nominees were Doom Eternal, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Hades, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, and The Last of Us Part Two. For this, so this is for best score and music. Oh. So, Intergot, who? Oh, by the way, sorry, can I clarify? Are we are we okay with us multiple people predicting the same thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm fine with okay. that. Okay, all right. So, Intergot, best score in music. Who do you... Where's uh, your money? Doom Eternal. Doom Eternal. Doom Eternal is Intergot. Okay. Tough one. And and it's going to be awkward because Mick, Mick Gordon, who did the main score, won't be able to accept the award. <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't know. We don't know. No, I don't think I don't think they'll do that. Keely, Keely's, uh, Keely's got the connections. Yeah, but then he doesn't want to put Bethesda offside. So, uh, well, never put it past him. 
Uh, All right, we're taking a lot of time on Mike, <laughs> one prediction. Mike, best score in music. What's your? Pick? I'm just gonna go with The Last of Us Part Two. Last oh, part two. okay. They all had really good music, having played all of these. Their own music. I actually watched the. Mark- I like how he keeps on saying I, I played all of these. You know, uh, Mark Hoppus from Linkin Park. No, isn't like I've experienced the music firsthand of all of these. I actually yeah. watched Mark Hoppus from Linkin Park to play "Damn It" within The Last of Us on the guitar. Pretty <laughs> funny, sick. and he forgot oh, the lyrics. Cool. Um, okay. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Best music, I'm going to go with Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Oh. That had really good music, yeah. Okay, interesting. Now, I was tossing between those two as well. Cool. All right. I find it amazing that we've all gone different things, but yeah, all right. So, the second category is Best Ongoing Game. <sighs> so, we've got Apex Legends, Destiny 2, Call of Duty Warzone, Fortnite, and No Man's Sky. <sighs> so... Mike. It's a tough one too. Mike. Look, I'm going to go with No Man's Sky. No Man's Sky. Oh, I don't okay. think it's going to be it, but that's that's but, my that's my choice. Wait. <laughs> it's not who you want to win. It's- well, I don't care. <laughs> I'm going with No Man's Sky. <laughs> All right. Who's next? Okay. Uh, I'll go next. I'm going to go with Fortnite. We- oh, okay. wow. Okay. Fortnite, by okay. the way, if anyone oh, doesn't know, Fortnite man. just ended, I think, season four. With like, I watched the video. That's the stuff they do in that is insane. Like they had a whole Light Wars style, Star Fox style sh- uh, shooting section just as part of the finishing event, where you're driving a bus through to Galactus. It was crazy. Anyway, yeah, that's pretty cool. Anyway, I don't know. Like we, as always, we do a lot of preparation with the show, but we do not talk about segments like what we're going to decide and do. And I'm amazed that we're going different routes every time. I'm going Apex mm. Legends. Oh, sorry. No, no. Destiny. Destiny. You're going with Destiny. Yeah. Uh, ooh, okay. Mm, okay. All right. Mm. Third category is best family game. So there's six nominees for this one. So we've got Animal Crossing New Horizons, Crash Bandicoot 4 It's About Time, Four Guys Ultimate Knockout, Mario Kart Live Home Circuit, Minecraft Dungeons, and Paper Mario The Origami King. So I'll go first this time, and I'm yep, going yep. to go Animal Crossing. Me too. Yeah, like I think that's an easy okay. one. I think we're all going for that. All right, cool. I do like how they put um, Mario Kart Live in there. That was interesting. Oh. Wait, you being the contrarian, Swinny, how come you didn't go for something else? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Four guys. I love if four guys wins. <laughs> okay, best. In my. Best indie. Best indie game. So we've got Carrion, Four Guys Ultimate Knockout, Hades, Spelunky 2, and Spiritfarer. Is Hades technically an indie game by now? Oh, definitely. Definitely an indie game. Yeah, so Intergot, mm. you can go first. And next, so, time, uh, next time, Mike, wait for me to call who's going. <laughs> I, I think, you know, it seems really obvious. I do feel like Carrion has a chance, but I'm going Hades. Okay. Oh, okay. I think Carrion's the least likely of all these, but that's just me. Uh, okay. Okay. Mm, I'm going to go Fall Guys. I'm, a lot more people play that, I feel. I'm going to go Fall Guys as well. Mm. I, this is good. This is juicy. We're getting. We're definitely. There's going to be a winner, I'd say. Juicy. Okay. <laughs> now, best, <laughs> act, best way, action yeah. game. So we've got Doom Eternal, <sighs> Hades, Half Life Alex, Neo 2. And Streets of Rage 4. Ooh. Why do you reckon, Intergard? Um, it's go, Mike's I'm going to go first. No, it's Mike's turn, isn't it? I'm not doing anything. It's fine. I'm just mixing. Okay. It's random. Right, as long order. as everyone gets a go. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. Whatever. I'm going like to go Doom Eternal. Hmm. 
Mark. Yeah, I'm gonna go Doom Eternal too. Okay. Impy Goat. Uh, yeah, it's too hard to go past. Yeah, I'm going for Doom Eternal okay, as well. Okay, cool. All right, best action adventure game. So we've got Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Goats of Tsushima, Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales, Moranis. Ari and the Will of the Wisps. <laughs> I thought of that when I said it before. <laughs> Ari and the Will of the Wisps. Well, there's six nominees. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order and The Last of Us Part 2. So, Intergot, you can go first. No, Mike has to go first because it's uneven. I'm going to go with that one. I'm going to go with Ghost of, of Sashimi. Okay. Intergot. By the way, I'm, this is a tough one. I, I'm calling out who goes first, Intergot. For one time, the host. We, we're all going to have a go power. first. Okay, okay. Just let okay. him have a That's the last time I do it then. Uh, I go for Last of Us Part 2. Intergot, Last of Us Put. Poochu, poochu. I don't know what. <laughs> I was like, "What?" Used to be poochu. It sounds like my son. He's discovered those words, and he just says it all the time. Now. Um, I'm also going Last of Us Part Two. Ooh, okay. Huh. Is Sweeney starting to copy me now? It seems. I would have gone for that, but I don't know if it, if well, it's up, sort of falls under the adventure game the bucket. Best family game and action game. Just for the... <laughs> mm. all right. Yeah. Best RPG: Final Fantasy VII Remake, Genshin Impact. Persona 5 Royal, Wasteland 3, and Yakuza Like a Dragon. Mike. Like a dragon touched. Mike, is that your No, no, it's not. Final Fantasy Remake. Okay. Uh, I'm hoping they'll do some I'll go, I'll go next soon. and I'm going to also do Final Fantasy VII Remake. Well, that's all three of us then. Okay. Okay. Mm. Like a dragon. Okay, best sports. So we are, we are. Yeah, there's three categories. Uh, yeah, three categories. We said the exact same thing. Yep. Huh. So there's best. Um, oh, there was ten categories. Okay, I thought there was nine categories that we chose, but there's ten. Okay. Um, so best sports racing game. I kept this in just for you, Mike. So nice. Dirt Five, F1 2020, FIFA 21, because I know you love sports so much. NBA mm-hmm. 2K. <laughs> And Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2. I'll go on this one. I'm going to go... I have to go Tony Hawk. I can't choose anything else, honestly. I'm sorry, but this isn't about you. It's about what you think is going to win. Who's next? (laughs) Intergot. Oh, yeah. Tony Hawk. Okay. And Mike. I'll go dirt. Dirt. Ooh, I mean, good apparently game. very good. All right. We've got best multiplayer game. So we've got Animal Crossing's New Horizons, which is not really a multiplayer like game. Okay. Uh, we've got... A- it's literally got the worst infrastructure. Worse than Smash. We've got <laughs> Among Us, and they clarified they're counting that for this year. Mm-hmm. Call of Duty Warzone, Four Guys Ultimate Knockout, and Valorant. Uh, Mike, how about you go first? Among Us. Mike goes Among Us. Uh, Intergot. Among Us. Intergot goes Among Us. I'm going to go for Call of Duty Warzone. Oh. Okay. Good pick. Good pick. You know, just to be contrarian. <laughs> yeah, so he is a contrarian. I knew it. All right, the last oh, category yeah, before yeah. we do our announcement predictions is game of some no, game of the year. 
<laughs> game of the year. Yeah, the year. There's um, six nominees. Animal Crossing New Horizons. Doom Eternal. Final Fantasy VII Remake. Ghost of Tsushima. Hades. And The Last of Us Part Two. Intergot, do you want to go first? Oh, okay. I think this year is one of those weird years where you can mount a case for and against almost all of these games. Yes. And you really could argue it. I, I think ultimately I still stick with my gut feel, which is uh, The Last of Us Part 2 okay. is the winner. The Last of Us Part 2. <clears throat> uh, I'll go next. I'm going to... I don't know why. I just have a feeling I'm going to go with Hades. Oh, okay. That's not what I thought you were going to go for. Interesting. Mike. I would love if they win, to be honest. I'd love if they win. Look, I'm just going to have to be slightly different. My gut feel kind of is The Last of Us, but I'm going to go with Ghost of Tsushima. Ghost of Tsushima by Mike. So, again, I, I, I reckon... I reckon four of these games I could easily see winning. Animal Crossing, Ghost of Tsushima... Hades and Last of Us Part Two. Now, Mike, because I've got something to say that I don't know yeah. if it will change your pick. Mm-hmm. But do you want me to say it, or yeah. are you locking? No, I'm locking it. I have a feeling the fact that they went with Sekiro last year as Game of the Year. You reckon they want this? Time? I don't think. I know the very different game. Well, I don't Most know. Totally just feels too similar. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, one's a Japanese Dark Souls, the other one's a Japanese I, Assassin's no, Creed, right? Totally yeah, exactly. different. Totally but different. they're also both kind of set, you know, in like, you know, in the historical Japan Japanese settings in a way. You know, so it's just, it feels like it would be very similar. So I don't know. If you're still going to stick with it, that's cool. Um, no, I'm sticking. I'm sticking to my guns, baby. Cool, cool. Okay, can I, can I, I have just say... Conviction. So, like, the way that the Game Awards work, they have a panel, and it includes some Australian outlets, um... Uh, what is it? Oz Gamers, Survivor, and Press Start. Um, and I think it's like ninety percent of the voting is all the review panel. Uh-huh. And I listen to a lot of their shows, their podcasts. I mean, I don't feel like Animal Crossing could win really because there's people that still hate that game. Ghost is the one. I reckon it's a bit of a smoky because people talk about that so positively. Uh-huh. Like I really rarely hear negative, but then again. Last of Us, I know that in the gaming community, it's a bit divisive at times, but divisive. amongst the critics, man, they love that game. Like, very few critics shit on that game at all. So, I, I, yeah, Mike, I thought it was divisive, but that's just me. <laughs> he, usually, he usually gives me shit about the way I talk. I couldn't go fast. Because English is my third language. What's wrong with saying divisive? I don't know. I don't know. I just think it's a very divisive <laughs> way to say divisive. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I'm happy with this. I feel like we're going to get a winner out of these. I would be surprised if there's one person that wins. Cool. So, that's... Unfortunately, yeah, there's three categories. We you can think you'll get a really winner out of more. this? You'd be surprised if there's one person that wins? What? <laughs> no, because you could win in one of the things and then I could win in another and it could actually be even the points. Oh, so you reckon it'll be even, not a clear winner? No, I think there will be a clear winner just because how different a lot of the categories are. Okay, okay so that's not all though. We've got our... But wait, there's more. There's, there's <laughs> more. We have announcements slash happenings. Things that will... Things that... Cool stuff that will happen. Or maybe not cool stuff, but things that will, you know... Uh, your world premieres. Your 
Reggie showing up. You're kind of like yeah. things that happen typically in front of a live crowd is probably diff- bit different this year, but um, I don't know. How do we want to do this? Do we want to kind of give our three in order or do we want to go one by one? Oh, Let's no, no, no. On we'll rotate around. Like one yeah, inch. let's rotate around. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then think about the ones that you're saying as well. Like I've tried to break mine up a little bit. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, there's there's kind of some stuff that I think uh, is obvious. We'll see whether or not anyone goes for them or not. Um, I'm well. Let's call it out if it is. Ob- <laughs> if someone's gone the obvious route. All right. Who wants to go first? I can go if you guys want. All right, Mike. Sure. What's, what's your first prediction? So, uh, oh, I, sorry, I, I predict. Uh, am, am I recording hmm. this, or are you noting this down somewhere? No. Can Can you note it down? Yep. Is I've already noted it down. Yeah, I've got, I've got my little notes. Cool. Based on very thorough research. So I think the first thing that will happen is Phil Spencer is going to come on stage wearing a trench coat and he's going to take the trench coat off and reveal a mankini. (laughs) What? It will be an Xbox. Well, okay. Labeled mankini, but it'll be a Xbox series bikini. It'll be exactly. I think that's okay. Are you just throwing this? What are you doing? My first prediction. All right, all right. My first proper prediction is the announcement of a a new Switch Pro console. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. That's 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 good. I like that. I like that. That's bold. Bolder than Phil Spencer and the Mankini. Do we need to pin you down to a date? Do you have to say a date? No, I think that's enough. No, no, that's enough. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. That's a good one. I like it. I'll I'll go next. I reckon four guys will be announced for Switch. Ooh. Oh, that's a good one. I like yep. it. Yeah. I, like yeah. it. I wouldn't say that's a bold one. I can see that happening. I think yeah. that's actually not an obvious, but it's a safe bet, that one. Nice. Okay. Uh, Intergot, what's your first prediction? I think these are all been pretty safe, so maybe I'll take my safe one up and bring it forward. Um, I think Kojima will come and he'll actually present and he'll talk about, and he'll have a teaser trailer for his new game, which will be like a horror themed game exclusive for PS5. So I, the thing is, I'm, I'm happy just know. him showing, Kojima showing up and showing teaser. It doesn't have, I'm happy of him, it doesn't him have just being exclusive, but that's a, okay. I'm, I'm happy. Like if you get that right, then obviously then, then that's even more. Okay. So yeah, Kojima presenting something. Yeah. No, he he comes and then he presents. Well, something. as in specifically, spe- specifically showing a t- like showing a trailer for his new project or something. Okay, so it doesn't even have to be. Maybe just say bonus points for horror. Stuff. Yeah. Okay, oh, yeah, One, yeah, I'll go half a bonus game. point for it's a horror game. Yeah, if okay. you get that, and that's you're on the money. All right, Mike, what's your second prediction? Ooh, I reckon they're going to show a new God of War game. Well, okay, so well, Ragnarok. They're going to... But they're already that's already been announced. But are they going to show God of War? Right? I reckon they'll show it. Yeah. Or are you saying a brand something completely? <laughs> no, 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 that one. <laughs> yeah, that's Ragnarok. the prediction. Lock it in. <laughs> no, no, then it's not a new one. It's just that one. They're going to show. Okay. It. They're going to show God of War Ragnarok. Okay, a trailer. Yeah. Yep. That that's a pretty weak prediction. Well, did, did... so I reckon. Well, okay, I, I got other ones. I got other I ones. I got... Pro is actually bold. I don't think that's safe for the game award. Yeah, I don't think that's safe. That's a good one. No. Yeah. Okay, so... I guess my one. I feel like mine's pretty safe. Maybe I'll count this as your safe one then. Okay. Well, I, I'll let. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go as this is the safe one. So my next one 
I reckon they're going to announce a new Wolfenstein game. Oh, it's yeah, good. I like that. Okay. Now the the thing with that is Bethesda obviously have their own generally E3 stuff, but who knows what the hell E3 is even going to be next year? So I reckon that it's the timing. I think lines up now. I'm going to say it's probably going to be Wolfenstein 3, but I think just a prediction that there's a new Wolfenstein announcement that no one knew about is is my prediction. So, And do you want to give it extra sauce by making it exclusive to Xbox and PC? Uh, nah. I'm just going to keep it as a new Wolfenstein. <laughs> well, wait, where do you land on it? Do you think it will be on all platforms? No, I reckon it will, I reckon it will be exclusive, but I'm just going to... My prediction is there's a new Wolfenstein, so... I feel like you guys are going so safe with these predictions. I've got to revise mine. Um, all right, I'll, I'll stick to what I originally was thinking. And amazingly, we've actually mentioned this in the podcast already. And I was about to laugh when you guys said it. Because I already know your opinion of it, Swinney. But, uh, you know, there's no basis for what I'm about to say. But I feel like Nintendo are going to announce a remaster or remake of super metroid wow oh, really really that would yeah. be cool what yeah time, so what timing to actually talk about that on the show yeah i know yeah. it's so bizarre that did you just copy like... what i was saying <laughs> it was did crazy you come... you said did it. you even like, have a oh. list or did you just come up with the stuff now on the spot no no i've got a list it's not in the run sheet this time because i accidentally you always, always put like, everything uh, into the run sheet though this is very suspicious oh no i do have it in the run sheet what actually coincidence <laughs> It's just mm. on my tab. Don't look at it because it shows secret, my next prediction uh, as well. No, we don't look at your tab. We don't look so at my secret, secret highlighted tab. That tab. You can all see. It's red for uh, I'm going to make my own tab. The other one is that I oh, had, no. and it actually reminds me when I've written this. So there's a couple of things that I think why they'll do this. Um, they've already had the team work on the remake for Metroid 2. I think that they'll probably use the same team or you know a similar team to that. Uh, I probably will be annoyed with this game because I'll probably go with a 3D aesthetic and I think that Super Metroid's perfect the way it is. Um, and I think that they'll also use it because it's, you know, Metroid Anniversary next year. I think that they'll uh-huh. have some kind of apology for Metroid Prime 4 or a nod to it. You know, it's kind of like, hey, yep. we're busy. We're still busy working on Metroid Prime 4, but in the meantime, blah, blah, blah. And this is the announcement that's of it. That's a really good prediction. So I yeah, like that's it. that's going to be my prediction. I, I mean, you could I could soften that prediction by saying that they'll you know, maybe make a remake of a Metroid game, like a, you know, it could be Fusion, potentially, I guess, or maybe even Zero Mission again, but I'll stick with Super Metroid. All right, cool. Mike, what's your third prediction? No more Mankinis, though. Well, actually, sorry. Wait, what was yours, Swinney? I forgot it now. Mine was New Wolfenstein game. Oh, yeah, that's right. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, you're gone. So, Mike, your last prediction. My prediction is that... Phil Spencer's going to come on stage. Wait, hang on, hang on. I haven't finished this part yet. No, there's no Mankini in this one, but there is a Phil Spencer in it. He's going to come on stage and he's going to reveal some new VR Connect 3D bullshit thing for oh, the okay. new console. So like a VR thing. Interesting. Like a VR bad, augmented reality something thing. Xbox I've never VR, heard some, I've never VR, heard someone say that. That's a pretty good reality, one. Yeah. yeah, something like that, yeah. And you reckon it will work on um Xbox and PC or just Xbox? Well they already have mixed reality on PC. 
Oh, it'd just be like an Xbox thing. Yeah. So, like this, like that's that already exists. So, yeah. What do you mean? I don't know what you're saying. So when they there's a, there's what they call mixed reality like VR games that have achievement lists and stuff on PC for Windows. But he, no, he no. Just, but what I'm saying yeah. is, PSVR only works on PlayStation. It well, doesn't you can work use on, it on PC, PC as well, technically. But yeah. What was that, Mike? You can technically use it on PC as well. You can't. It doesn't work. No, you can't. I have. I've used it. Huh? There's, How? There's programs that you mm-hmm. can use to get it to work. Yep. Okay, I didn't know that. Um, but no, no, I think this is going to be at least you know marketed as a as a as an Xbox thing. An Xbox thing, yeah. Which does yeah. Exist. Okay. Right. Look, bon- bonus points like if it, it's like, exclusive like only it. for Xbox. I like but, it. Yeah. Cool. All right. My third prediction is I I don't know if it's the safest one, but it's <laughs> I predict that Dragon Age will be announced to have um, some form of multiplayer. Yeah, I don't oh, think that's okay. that safe. Did Andromeda have multiplayer? Yes. Andromeda? Wait. No. No, yes it did. No. Andromeda had multiplayer. No, it didn't. What? You, was in competitive multiplayer or was in co Mass Effect 3 had multiplayer. No, I'm pretty sure Andromeda had it as well, didn't it? <laughs> I don't remember the they had, Hang on, they had this. I'm wrong. Had, I just. I, no, maybe I, you're right. But they had those pre orders <laughs> for like the, the multiplayer skins and some other crap, I thought. Oh, okay. But anyway, there's are. never been multiplayer in a Dragon Age game. So I reckon they will announce that. Like, this is a prediction. Um, who knows what they'll show Dragon Age, but they're going to show Dragon Age in some form. But I reckon they will announce that it has some form of multiplayer. So Andromeda has co-op it does have it. Yeah, it's co-op multiplayer, but it's multiplayer. It's the same as Mass Effect 3. That only had co-op as well. Okay, well, I'm very wrong then. Um, I... No, but I don't think of that as multiplayer, really. Like, well, it's I still think multiplayer. You're... Do you play with other people? Uh, Are there more than one player? This is... Are there multi? Okay, oh, wow, well, I'm really wrong about that Please? if it does. But yeah, no, I'm counting co-op. <laughs> you seem shook. <laughs> I literally do not. I thought they... What did they have this? Oh, wow, <laughs> he's like really sure. They always had it because they had the pre-order yeah. skins is, and stuff for this it. This feels like the most wrong I've ever been about something. I, I agree. I think it is the most wrong you've been wow. about something. Like normally, Pax normally you get stuff. it wrong around the edges or something. Like, oh, I said this studio, but it was actually a slightly different studio that got bought out or something. I'm supposed to show you that, like, how little the multiplayer of Andromeda moved the needle. If I and also that we need Mike on the show because I would never be able to correct you about that. Well, this is literally the only thing I contributed to the entire time. <laughs> wow. you know, here, well, so. you've got the show title. You've got the show title. Souls inspired souls of the like. <laughs> wow. Okay. Jeez. All right. It was dust. It's, it's your, your, your third and last prediction. Yeah, boys. Uh, I I was also shook uh, this week because I had this prediction. I had it like you were shook. Down. I was shocked shook this week. No, shook. You were shook. I was shook, boys. You were uh, shook. So I had my prediction ages ago, and then this week I was like, oh, should I change it? I feel like I probably should change it, but I'll just stick to it because, yeah, we'll talk about it. So I had the prediction that they'll have two characters revealed in Smash Brothers, and they'll have one joint trailer for it. And the logic that I have for this is uh, you did have a few years ago, like all the heads of the three console makers come together as a sign of unity and hey, let's all play together. Oh, yeah. And I think what best to have one rep from Sony and one rep from Microsoft and oh. 
aligning to the next gen as well and bring it through Smash. It kind of like ticks all the boxes for everyone. And my prediction is that they'll have Kratos and Master Chief joining the Smash roster, and it'll be announced next week at the Game okay. Awards. Wait, that is that's that's, that's a big prediction. Insane, I like that's that. an insane prediction. The kind of cool <laughs> that is insane so I had prediction. This... Now, all right. So just to clarify, so when I was talking about the obvious things, to me, the two obvious things were okay: a Smash Brothers announcement but not what, what you're saying, and Elden Ring, right? To me, they're the, like, the safe kind of bets where those two things, like whether or not it's just a trailer of Elden Ring or whatever, right? But to go that far, like, what, what, where did this come from? Well, no, like I said, I just, you know, they've been saving the character announcements for Smash for a while, right? At the time, because they've already decided all the characters like a few years ago now, and I think it was just around the time where they're talking about like working together more and everything like that. And I'm like, there's just like a lot of signs. Next gen, I mean, like Master Chief, all, that was all meant to be out now. I don't know. And then it was so weird during the week how there's rumors about Master Chief joining Fortnite and Kratos just joined Fortnite this week. And I'm like, oh man, should I change my prediction? Because if this has happened, it's kind of a bit weird predicting this. I- but I, I came up with this prediction before any of this stuff came out. So yeah, not it. sure if it actually... Oh, a good prediction. The, the Sony, I don't know if it Sony, actually adds more or takes it away. <laughs> the I the Sony things, to me, like, I this that would be... That's really unexpected. Like, I don't think that would ever happen. But, hey, that's pretty... It could happen. Like, that's crazy. Also, they just had we'll a have to... Microsoft rep announced as the last character. We'll have to we'll have to publish this uh, clip and episode before <laughs> anything leaks. Oh yeah, I was going to say here. like this because you know the clips sometimes go up a, a bit throughout the week, so um, this should definitely go up obviously before the game awards. But uh, yeah, I could actually schedule it so it goes up the night before the game awards. <laughs> well, okay, so you've you you've you've taken a, what could be a safe prediction and turned it into an incredibly bold prediction. That's. That's how I do. That's how I do. That's how you roll. Well, all right. <laughs> so, do you want to quickly run through the predictions, yeah, Winnie? Let, let's run through the announcement predictions. Not the, we, we won't go through the categories again. I think it's pretty, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Mike's three predictions are that a Switch Pro will be announced, that God of War, a new God of War, will be shown. Which <laughs> no, no, no. It's it's the new God of War that's already been talked God about, but they'll Ragnarok, actually show it. God of War Ragnarok will be shown. And yeah. that Microsoft will some show some form of new Xbox VR AR mixed reality style tech for Xbox console. I didn't call it tech; I called it bullshit. But yeah, yeah, that. And also, <laughs> wait, you're the biggest fan of VR. That makes no sense. No, no, I just wasn't a fan of connecting stuff. It didn't really. Okay, well. my three predictions is that Fall Guys will be announced for Switch. That a new Wolfenstein game will be announced, and that Dragon Age, which we know is being shown, will shown to have a multiplayer uh, functionality for it. With loot boxes and stuff. Intergot's three predictions, and honestly, these are all pretty out there. Um, <laughs> Kojima, <laughs> no, Kojima will uh, will present and show off a teaser, and for bonus points, specifically a PS5 horror exclusive. He's also predicted that a Super Metroid remake slash remaster will be announced. And I can't believe this one. That Smash Brothers will have a reveal, but it will be two character reveals. One will be Kratos and one will be Master Chief. Do you know what I have to say? 
that if I get all mine right, right, I'm going to be, you're never going to hear the end of it for the rest of the (laughs) podcast run. What do you reckon the chances that none of these will happen? For me? No, I'm just, yeah, just like, do you reckon, like, I reckon. Oh, for all nine. The safest thing out of all this is Fall Guys probably for Switch, I reckon. But I don't think that's that safe, to be honest, because I listened to a podcast where they, uh, the guys who developed Four Guys was on it, were on it, and they were saying how difficult it was with the networking stuff. And then I just think about the Switch, and it's like, oh, like, it, would it run that well on it? Because there's a lot of grabbing for it. Four Guys. Oh, but uh, just think of the money they'll make. <laughs> think about the dollars. Uh, I think it's a very low chance none of these will come off. Yeah. Like, reckon? I, I reckon the Kojima thing is like a lock, man, for me. Well, mm. It's the place to do it, so... He's besties with Jeff, and we haven't heard from him for a while. I wonder if Jeff Gilly will just... be in it like he was in Death Stranding. Oh, one could only dream <laughs> about Phil Spencer. But yeah, I, I definitely think one of them will come off. One of them Maybe will come I could off. use his face on some... No, don't <laughs> keep pretty... fake Phil Spencer onto Borat. Deep, like, <laughs> Borat. Okay. <laughs> All right, well, like I said, we'll, we're going to be covering it next week as a reaction. We'll post it on the channel, and then if there's any funny snippets, we might play it uh, during the main body of the podcast. We'll see how we go. But we'll certainly reflect back on how we went and who won the uh, predictions. Are we treating the, How are we treating the predictions? Like, are we doing just a tally of the categories and then treating the announcements separately? Yeah, I think you have to do that because you can't really... like. Yeah, it's two separate. Say an arbitrary for those announcements. I mean, some of those are. If, if you get those Smash Bros. character reveals, you win the whole thing. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna play that. Maybe back he's got us. some insider info we don't. So hmm. true, true. I got the review codes and everything going on now. <laughs> Why is he reviewing this game? We're not even allowed to talk about. So <laughs> you know, All he's right, got well... some sort of insider info. This guy. <laughs> Let's wrap it up for this week, boys. Uh, so, again, if you want to subscribe to the podcast, jump on your favorite podcast service of choice. Search for Big Week in Gaming. Uh, if you want to reach out to us, jump on Twitter, Big Wig Pod, or just email us at uh, bigwigpod at gmail.com. Uh, we'll always get back to you and, you know, always go through the YouTube comments and uh, reply to people. Someone asked about how they can subscribe to press start uh their twitter feed so you know people are very interested in our psas and things like that nice um and also if you want to help out the podcast make sure you recommend it to friends and give us five star reviews of your podcast service of choice like and subscribe our videos uh for that for this week we say bye-bye still can't believe andromeda has multiplayer (laughs) phil if you're listening i have a mankini you can borrow i haven't used it it's 100 percent clean you can wash it just in case but yeah, hit me up. Mike at bigwickpod.com.au. <laughs> no, not, not, not .au. Not .au, just .com. <laughs> not that that works anyway. All right, bye-bye. Yeah. Ciao.